0: So, did you guys all read?
1: I... Did you read it this time?
0: Yes, I, re- I read it last time, too.
1: <laughs> I thought you said you didn't finish it last time. No,
0: I did finish it. I just, like... F- I just didn't understand it. <laughs> Wait, did I... I thought <laughs> I finished it. Because, like, yeah, no, I don't... To- I totally finished it.
1: Well, that's my bad. The things I could have sworn you said something about it.
0: Um...
1: I feel like from what I understood of the second half, all of it is sound, assuming that the first half is true, you know?
0: Maybe. I don't know, because I didn't really understand very much about it. Hold on. I gotta go get my rice. (laughs)
2: Okay. um, One second. Let me pull it up. Computer got unfrozen. <phone rings>
0: I'm back, sorry. Does anybody actually understand everything? Like, I mean, I kind of got like the everything? point near the end. Well, yeah, yeah, everything. No, but I kind of got like the point near the end where he was like talking about. I mean, basically, like the whole "where of one cannot speak, one must remain silent." But like, just like all of the logic shit and like. I, I followed some of it, but like, is anybody good with that kind of thing?
2: Good with the the logic stuff?
0: Yeah.
2: Kind of. I I think I I understood it for the most part, but I, yeah, some weird. Sorry, what?
1: I was just agreeing with you on. That. I understood it for the most part.
0: Like, I feel like I kind of got some of it, but then some of it I just, I, I just couldn't. Like, when, it, like, the stuff with, like, the Omega sign and saying, like, what the fuck? Like, 6.241. I was like, I'm just trying to make sense. But, like, I, I don't think it's vital to understand it, which to understand the, his general point. But, like, stuff like, like some of that shit, I was like. I don't even know what's being shown here. Like, does that make sense to you? That proof of the proposition 2 times 2 equals 4 runs what?
2: Kind of? Okay, I can... I, I know what, like, general purpose it serves within the actual, um, like, work itself.
3: Okay. Which
2: is to just, like, introduce the idea of, like, formalizing the, these claims within logic, and then after that, he goes into um, he just starts applying that same idea to language, but if you're talking about, like, understanding every element of the proof itself, no, I didn't.
0: Okay.
2: I kind of want to, but yeah, honestly, I thought it wasn't as important as, like, what the point was i don't think he was really trying to educate yeah. the reader on like hey this is this is how you can like axiom- axiomatically prove it so right. i didn't really think too much about it well i mean
1: it's a lot as a, as a uh, given including a uh, russell's set theory stuff and how he uses symbolism a lot of that is really a kind of an implied knowledge before going into this test okay
0: I do not have that knowledge, unfortunately.
4: Me either. So also, I yeah. Also, I was able to get my audio to work, so that's good.
3: Oh, okay. nice.
0: So, did you actually read it? Because I know you said, wasn't it you before that said, that uh, You just got frustrated after the fourth part and just stopped reading through.
4: Was oh, I like, finished it last night, so now I can say that I've read the tractatus, even though. I assume y'all are talking about um, proposition five.
0: No. <laughs> or, <laughs> no. Like uh, point five. Hmm? No, we were talking about. I mean, it wasn't. It, I mean, I was just giving you an example of some of the logic y stuff, like a proof stuff that he said. That probably, as mm-hmm. something disposable mentioned, isn't super vitally important to understanding his main point. But mm-hmm. 6.241. Just, I was like, what the fuck is happening there? Like, what? what
4: is that? 0.241
0: Yeah. But I don't think it's that important to understand. I was just trying to give an example of, like, something I didn't... Like, some of the stuff I didn't get.
4: Oh, yeah. Okay. All of the, uh, like, F, P, then Q stuff. I'm familiar with that, but, like, all of that was going over my head. Especially, like, 6.1203 through, Like 6.1212. I'm gonna
3: be
1: All
3: honest,
1: of that the later section just... yeah. hmm? of the track taught us are definitely quite dense in uh, that kind of regard, yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: but I mean, I think, um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think I just, I don't feel like it was all nonsense to me. Like, I feel like I, I kind of got something out of it, but I, the problem is I don't even know what exactly. I mean, I think cause he's, t- he's sort of talking about how in general, like, like logic, like we can't think anything outside of logic. Like logic is just like we, like we, it's literally impossible to think something that isn't logical. Right.
5: Yeah, that's
1: one of yeah. the big points of it. To try to uh, use axioms to uh, compress all of the physical world into a logic and then say, well, if you can't express it logically, it's bullshit, pretty much.
0: Well, no, but I thought he was saying that literally everything we can't express is logical. Like, or, like. That.
2: Yeah, he, he was saying, well, the, the general idea is that they all follow from those atomic facts, right? And. That any idea that is an extension of them can be expressed logically. But yeah. did he? I don't. Did he ever say at a, at a point that like? No. No. Oh, yeah. He didn't. He did in the first part we read that atomic facts were the most fundamental. Yeah. Sorry. Never mind. So yeah, I think you're right. In short, sorry. I just had a moment. Um, or forgot the first half.
0: Yeah, um, I just don't know if anybody is more familiar with because, like, I'm not really familiar with logic and like the you know history of logic or the logical thinkers. So I'm not sure how his assertions stand, like, where they, like, how they stand in relation to uh what other people have said i mean he mentions at some points he's like oh like as opposed to freak who thinks this and this about sets or some shit i don't fucking know and then yeah but like i i don't know i don't i'm not intelligent enough to have an opinion or well read enough we'll say to have an opinion about it even Milcom says, I understand the basic structure as atomic facts are empirical or logically tautological, and every derivative fact must be derived by logic.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: It does Mm -hmm. sound right. So wait, are empirical or logically tautological? Okay, so there are empirical facts. is typing. Okay. Basically, I mean, logical I mean, positivism in a sentence. though. okay.
2: If, they're, if they they are empirical, then they would also need to be logically tautological, right?
0: Well, that's something. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, 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 well, I think well because I thought I thought he was saying like truth or falsehood isn't like, like, I don't think a fact is something that's, um, or wait, what am I saying? I mean, he had that part in there here. He was saying like, Oh, truth or falsehood isn't like actually a big deal or some shit. Do you you know what I'm talking about? He just mentioned how like they, traditionally the logicians would think that, Uh, A proposition can be true or false, but this isn't so much of a big... Oh, wait, wait,
2: Oh, yeah. Um, That that was when he was talking about free, too, right?
0: Possibly. I don't know. Is that... Okay. I think so. I think so. I I don't know where it is. I don't remember. I didn't write it down or anything. Um.
2: Um, Are you talking about 4.431?
0: No, no, no. This was in the just... uh... Maybe he said it there too, but I remember him saying, "In what we read today, or for today." Um, okay. Anybody else do the reading, Christ? <laughs> well, I found something about it, but I thought, um,
4: it rings a bell. Yeah. But I can't recall like which. Where it is.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to look through it now. Um, let me see. Okay. Well. I don't know. This isn't exactly it. At 6.113, he says, it is the characteristic mark of logical propositions that one can perceive in the symbol alone that they are true, and this fact contains in itself the whole philosophy of logic, and so also it is one of the most important facts that the truth or falsehood of non-logical propositions cannot be recognized from the propositions alone. Oh, 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 okay. That's not what I was... Oh, 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 it's literally right before then. Okay, what I was talking about, I think is Uh, 6.111, where he says, Theories which make Mm. a proposition of logic appear substantial are always false. One could, for example, believe that the words true and false signify two properties among other properties, and then it would appear as a remarkable fact that every proposition possesses one of these properties. This now by no means appears self-evident, no more so than the proposition all roses are either yellow or red would sound even if it were true. Indeed, our proposition now gets quite the character of a proposition of natural science, and this is a certain symptom of it being falsely understood. Okay. What does that mean, guys?
4: (laughs) I know that in my philosophy class, a professor would make the distinction between true and false, And meaningful and meaningless.
3: Okay.
4: So, like, there are propositions that can be proven true or false. And then there are propositions that can just not be either. Because, like, if I said, like, oh, goblins wear red hats. Goblins don't fucking exist. So you can't verify it. And maybe this kind of speaks to that, where like there's this other material quality to propositions that can be verifiable. And this is kind of what he's pointing to with this.
2: Yeah, they, they say, or he says, every proposition possesses one of those properties. And then, or in this hypothetical example, if you were to believe that. They were universal. Um, And then then he's kind of saying that he uses the roses example, I think, to illustrate just that, that it true and false aren't like don't apply to every statement that you could make Mm
3: -hmm.
2: there. And those statements would not fall under the logical categorization. Ah, logical categorization that he's been talking about. Categorization's the wrong word, but um I guess just system. Uh, Multi valued logic hours. Maybe? Yeah,
0: yeah. Hmm. said that. I don't hmm. know what that means. What does that anybody know what that means? Milcom does. <laughs> yeah, but he isn't <laughs> saying anything. Well, Milcom, why are you? Is your mic not working again? Come on. No. So sad. I really like his uh, his like weird diagrams of like the truth, true and false, like not the charts, but like with the brackets.
1: Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those are useful.
0: I was actually kind of... I think I actually kind of understood those, except for the last one, where it was like, I didn't understand that one, I don't think.
1: Oh, that it's makes sense, Malcolm. One. Okay, he what says- he's saying is that uh, uh, there's like a scale to how true or false something is, and he's trying to draw that parallel with roses being on a scale between red and yellow.
4: Oh, Is
1: that
2: what you're saying?
3: Uh what?
2: Yeah, that that does make sense.
0: Infinitary logics.
2: Well, that's like okay, so red and yellow are (gasps) absolute. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Milcom No Just come on voice. Christ. Okay,
3: so, so like the, the,
2: the idea is that red and yellow don't describe something that it's, they exist within a range of different like literal colors that can um that ah, sorry, I'm not I can't think of words. I'm tired. Um <laughs> There's an infinite set of colors that can encompass red and yellow. And some of those colors within both, y- you wouldn't be able to determine whether something is entirely red or entirely yellow because some of those colors within that set could fall within the set of red and the set of yellow. But
0: what does this have to do with the true so, like, and false thing, though?
2: Is it saying that, uh... So that was the example.
0: ...partially of true or
1: partially false? It's saying, uh, true and false doesn't have to exist on an absolute scale.
0: It means that things can be partly true and partly false? Is that...
1: I would assume that's what he's trying to draw with that metaphor, assuming that, uh, Milcom's interpretation is right. It's. This oh, is yeah.
2: Thing. Well, like, oh, it was. Oh, sorry.
1: Uh, I was just dream with what
2: Milcham said. Ah. Uh, this. Well, we have to say stuff what he said. Is,
0: infinitary logic I, can refer to two different things, mind you. I mean, infinitary as opposed to binarily valued logics. Moral claims can be a good example. Sorry. We just have to say it because Milcom's too much of a pussy to come on voice chat, apparently. <laughs> we need to read aloud what he types for posterity.
2: <laughs> Go Makes ahead. Sense. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, just that we haven't been talking for that long, just like 15 minutes or something, but talking now, I. I even though it was sort of confusing, these are hard ideas to Absolutely. express <laughs> in oh, like understandable language, and
0: uh, uh, something disposable. I, let me re- let me refer you to uh, point number seven. Where one cannot <laughs> speak, <laughs> there one must be silent. Just you know,
2: like I. Shit! I just lost the thought. Fuck.
0: I'm so sorry. It was <laughs> kind of my fault.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's it's cool. It's cool. Um.
0: Gal, are you there? Ah, I see God. you. You popped up, but your your mic is off. Are you just? Uh, are you actually there? Maybe not. Um.
2: No idea. Um.
0: Hmm? Oh, he's typing. Yeah, but I'm cutting grass. Oh no. <laughs> uh, fun stuff. Okay.
1: God, why are you doing the actual person stuff? This is more important than anything else in your life, dude. Jesus. Yeah, seriously. Oh, definitely. Absolutely.
0: Okay, well, something that's a little le- I mean, I think we can try to work through some of the more complicated stuff that he says, but um I think it would be nice to focus on some of the stuff he starts saying near the end, which I think is like when he's bringing it all together, right? Um, where Mm. so, like, starting around, um, 6.43 ish, that territory. Um, I mean, some of the things he says are so, are quite beautiful, you know, uh, like, uh, 6.43, um, one, you know, as in death, too, the world does not change, but ceases. Death is not an event of life. Death is not lived through. If by eternity is understood not endless temporal duration, but timelessness, then he lives eternally who lives in the present. Our life is endless in the way that our visual field is without limit. Oof, I like that. I like that quite a bit.
1: Um, well, I mean, that's kind of just a standard materialist worldview, isn't well, it?
0: Well, it? it doesn't matter. I still like it.
1: Well, I mean, he puts it really nicely, but yes. like that's not really anything too new, is it? Um, I wouldn't think wait, how so. Is that, wait,
0: how is that? I mean, wait. I'm not sure about... Uh, I mean, I, I guess first, I think of it different from materialist, because I feel like materialist perspective, you're thinking about because I mean, he's focusing on how no person experiences death. Like, oh, yeah. Experiences- I'm saying that
1: in, like, the materialist sense that all that is you is what you can measure. And, uh, oh,
0: okay.
1: Because, like, then when you die, that is the absence of you, so you can't experience it. I've heard that argument plenty of times from other sources, but I'm not sure if uh, Wittgenstein is the source of that. Oh,
3: okay. But I would
1: imagine I would imagine that it's uh, an idea that was come up with before,
0: though, and Yeah. Well, I mean, I just also like how he making making it the analogy to how like our visual field is thought limit, like the idea of like, there's no border, clear border on what we see and don't see. I mean, it's like, we just see what we see, and there's nothing outside of it. And that's kind of like, you know, logic, like, and uh, what we can think and interpret, like, there just isn't anything outside of it. Like, there's just literally nothing. Yeah. Um,
1: I like that metaphor, to be honest, but I don't think he's adding anything particularly new there.
0: Oh, God forbid someone say something and not add anything new.
1: (laughs) 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 No, no,
6: you can't just restate stuff. No, your thoughts have to be 100% original. No.
0: Um,
6: Our
4: visual fields without limit go brr.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Now, I like also to um like not how kicks 6.44 not how the world is is the mystical but that it is um and then like later on
3: yeah
0: oh where is it where he says is it just later on uh oh yeah yeah six point five two and six point five two one We feel that even if all possible scientific questions be answered, the problems of life have still not been touched at all. Of course, there is then no question left, and just this is the answer. The solution of the problem of life is seen in the vanishing of this problem. Is not this the reason why men, to whom after long doubting the sense of life became clear, could not then say wherein this sense consisted? There is indeed the inexpressible. This shows itself. It is the mystical. So I guess, like... The idea that, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm totally off the mark here, but thinking like when someone asks, what's the meaning of life? Like, why <laughs> is life meaningful? And it's like, you can't really come up with a question or, or an answer to that question or a solution to that problem. But then like, inexplicably, you may at some point feel like, oh, life is worth it. Life is meaningful. Life, it is. And you can't really give, you <laughs> <laughs> this is some bullshit pre-critical shit sorry but uh um i mean i think him saying like the meaning of life is not logically expressible um not saying i
2: pretty i yeah i entirely agree with that and i think it's somewhat because the use of the word meaning in that question is um, using it in a much more subjective context that like it's, I think when people ask that question, what is the meaning of life? What they're really asking is what experiences, what ideas are conveyed to you by the, concept of life, which isn't, at least as far as I know, logically understandable. There might be models in the future to, um, to conceptualize thought in that way that could make it possible. But I think it's like a fundamentally different type of meaning than what Wittgenstein has been talking about.
0: I don't think my brain internalized what you said. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I was kind of looking at what, what Milcom was writing, because he says, um, the German idealist gave some great contributions to reason as regulative law. Everyone after Kant answered this question in some way. This, meaning the apparent refusal of the world to conform to human sensibility. I don't even know how that's relevant. I don't even know what he's saying. Like, Milcom, I'm sorry.
4: It's like how the world... It's like... We as humans, like, look at the world and feel things, but we can't necessarily explain them, and there's just always this, like, mi- blatant mismatching between what we experience and how we experience it.
2: Mm. And this, by the way, um, this is what the thing that I was talking to you about in DMs that I was like, I'll bring this up here.
0: Oh, let's hear it.
2: Yeah. So... Okay, the way I like to conceptualize um, human thought is. It's with,
0: gonna
2: be good. <laughs> um, okay, so I like to think about it as we all have this algorithm in our heads that the, the inputs are our um, thoughts, our experiences. Those could be like just sensory shit, emotions memories, all of that gets input into this algorithm at any given instant, and the output is some sort of meaning. And as people, we try to look for consistencies within that output that doesn't necessarily need to exist. Like, the output itself doesn't necessarily need to follow a logical form as long as the algorithm is consistent. And, but we still search for it because we don't understand the algorithm at all. Um, because we're only looking at it from the outside in and can never really know any of its mechanics. And so I kind of, I kind of agree and kind of disagree with Wittgenstein in that sense, because I think the meaning arising, the meaning, the statement that the meaning that arises from our experiences is consistent is kind of a fallacy. Um, Because yes, the the things that cause it can follow a consistent structure, but that doesn't mean that the information itself has to be completely compatible with all of the other information that that hypothetical algorithm could output. Wait,
0: you said, were you saying that it's uh, Wittgenstein said meaning was consistent. Is that something you said? At the end? No,
2: that's not something I said.
0: No, but he said, okay, because I thought you said something about meaning can't be consistent um, or something. Uh, never mind. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, so what, what was your disagreement with Wittgenstein? I'm so sorry. I'm horrible at listening. <laughs>
2: It's, it's <laughs> um, I mean, so here, here's the thing I can't say because of what I said before about meaning uh, me uh, thinking that the, cons- the logical conception of meaning that is being talked about by him and the other conception of meaning that we were just talking about with
0: wait, wait, the when of does light, he talk about the meaning of of life like what are you referring to you're referring to what i just yeah, read i'm referring
2: to our conversation
0: yeah okay okay
2: not not to anything when i said the other conception that was about what we were just talking i about. see
0: i see okay i'm sorry and
2: how i was saying that those are distinct no it's, it's all right it, i'm probably not being that coherent um and that's my fault but I, I guess so. I guess I don't really disagree with him, but I think depending on your, I I disagree with him that logic that, that logic is necessarily transcendental.
3: Oh yeah. Yes,
2: that's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. What
3: does transcendental
0: and, mean?
2: Uh, trans. Uh,
1: I I know what it means, but I don't know what to say.
0: Well, that means you don't know what it means. I'm sorry. I mean, oh, I, know, I, no, I guess. I mean, I, I hate to say, I hate to polish. I'm not. I mean, I I know what you mean when you say like, oh, I can't explain it, but I feel like. You know how to use that term. You know what it refers to. Oh,
1: yeah. There's definitely multiple levels of, like, understanding.
0: Okay, so Milko has said some stuff. Objective mind-independent meaning is stupid, but human meaning as imposed by culture progressing dialectically in lockstep with the progression of human material productive conditions. In other words, subjective meaning definitely exists. And he also says transcendental transcendental approximately means mind independent
2: oh that makes sense okay Ooh. also i'm sorry that was so like scattered
0: oh <laughs> oh dude uh I didn't, like,
3: don't you worry that
0: I, you don't need to worry about that at all i mean i i'm just i feel like i'm really bad at picking up what people say just when like, I'm only hearing them. Like, I think it's a little better when there's like a face, but like, honestly, like just in general, like if I'm just listening to words, um, I, I have a lot of trouble keeping it straight. (laughs) I just, I I don't know. So, so that's why I often will need people to repeat things or, and I get sidetracked really easily. So I'm very sorry about that. Uh, so it may also be, exacerbated by the lack of clarity in your own, you know, thoughts or whatever. But it's also me. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. Uh, I mean, I know I talk in circles right. a lot. Um, all right. So he says logic is transcendental, but that seems kind of like how I feel like logic is inherently tied to the mind because it's about how we interpret reality right is that
2: sorry I I just had to deal with something in real life um,
0: hey sorry. this is real life too guys this is real life like I don't know uh, why yeah you're right <laughs> no but um- no,
2: like, I literally couldn't hear you
0: yeah, it's fine. It's it's all good. No, but I, sucks, like, like 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 <laughs> to say so D- dude. Well, I mean,
2: I'm going
1: to be honest. I feel that logic it probably makes sense that uh, the idea that a uh, logic is uh, transcendental. It does quite make sense, but I feel that a uh, logic is also not inherently very useful in its most pure form where it is transcendental. Does that make sense? What
0: does transcendental logic even mean? Like uh,
1: like a uh, the trying to like uh, so independent of yourself. So you know how uh, supposedly all of your ideas are uh, become much anyone can get to that. It's just a nebulous term, to be honest, and has very different meaning in the the place I usually see it. Hmm. Sorry,
0: so my that- audio had a seizure. Um, While you were talking, mm. um, uh, Malcolm says, uh, "Mind independent means existing meaningfully regardless of mind. To say that logic is transcendental is to use a Kantian turn of phrase—a transcendental illusion—and to be honest, is quite distastefully similar in this abject aspect of objectivism." Yeah, I mean, I don't think logic can be separated from the mind. I mean, the, the the logic is how we interpret reality. I'm going to, I mean, is not that like Kant, like Kant himself, I think was all about, um, like his whole transcendental idealism was figuring out, um, how the structure of the way we interpret things, which is mind dependent is part of like the metaphysical reality or some shit like that. I know I'm probably totally butchering it. Malcolm can just type away and tell me exactly what I got wrong. But I know there's that, like, analogy of, like, the mind is, like, the looking glass or some shit, and, like, the way, like, it filters reality through that looking glass, and so, like, I feel like logic is part of that looking glass. Like, um, okay, uh, Kant's transcendental philosophy was anti-dogmatist metaphysics, in other words, killing transcendental illusion. Type faster. <laughs> <laughs> We're all
1: very invested. Or, if only there was a way to uh, voice
2: your uh, thoughts no, with your right? voice. Yeah. yeah. I think
0: only if only I
2: think there's like next to your name on the bottom left, there's this icon that looks kinda like a microphone.
4: And, and then you, you click on click it. Click. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 messing off. with you. I'm sure you have a decent reason.
2: It's
0: all good.
1: Um, <laughs> Yeah. Read yeah.
0: about, Con- oh my god! <laughs> Milcom!
1: God, you'd You're understand right? this all so much better if you idiots would have just read Lenin, Jesus. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> uh, for the, for posterity, Milcom just said after typing forever read about Kanti and humility. Well, thank you, Milcom, that's so helpful. Just tell us to read more, that's exactly we cannot know about numina oh my god fucking numina oh my god I fucking hate
1: oh god <laughs> this is what happens when you have someone who actually knows what we're talking I know, about
0: I know I know yeah. Yeah. oh my god but uh uh read more is not the most helpful way to add to a discussion just putting that out there um but wait, is Numina uh was gonna type an essay but gave up? Well, don't give up, <laughs> never wait, give so, up. Wait, so it's Numina and phenomena, right? Is that yeah. and then and then, but, uh, yeah, w- 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 which one is Numena, things in themselves, and phenomena? What is that just things as we interpret them?
1: Is, I believe so, yes,
0: yeah, and so I we can know. never know, at the least Numina. that's my
2: understanding, yeah, of yeah,
0: it. yeah, we can never know the Noumena, yeah.
2: Yeah, the only the only way to observe them is through the phenomena. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a black box kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that to say logic is some kind of... It's not mind-independent. Um, I mean, because Wittgenstein draws this distinction between logic and, like, logical foundation and, like, a psychological foundation of, of, of things. Um, like, when he's trying to say... Or, like, logical necessity. Um,
2: yeah. There, there was one thing that I didn't really understand. Um, this, this might be a minor point to bring up, but I remember him when he... He's drawing connections between mathematics and logic, right? Oh
0: yeah. And, I like that. I could understand that a little more.
2: Well he said that he said that equations are like pseudo-propositions, right?
3: Mm.
2: What makes them not just propositions in and of themselves?
3: Um
0: could you possibly Find,
2: uh, sure. One second,
0: I actually might be able to find it because I'm in that. Well, I think because the thing about an equation is that it has two different expressions, like, because it's not just like a proper, like a proposition. Wait,
1: well, I mean, I feel. To me, I feel it has more to do with the sense that an equation is saying that this is this. Something like
0: that, maybe? Yeah, because he doesn't care about identity or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, he doesn't really worry about identity. And I think it was like a, hang on, like, I forgot the exact passage, but something in the 5.5s, he was talking about uh, how a function, uh, F of A comma B, where A equals B is completely useless, and instead should be written as F of A comma A, you know? Oh. Yeah. um...
3: Hello.
0: Hello. (gasps) Somniad, hey!
2: What's up?
0: You get to join our...
3: Oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You get to join our confusing deep dive into logic. Ugh.
2: Like so, I th- I think I sort of understand what he was saying because equations describe, or, or his claim was that mathematical equations describe, um, think, like logical consistencies within mathematics itself, but not really as descriptions of um, reality because all mathematics is is a system of logic and not like a description in and of itself. But math can be, can describe reality and using yeah. the language of mathematics. I think you can make propositions that um, do use, do come in the form of equations. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just kind of making a semantic point that, Oh, no. it seems Those like propositions really aren't equations in and of themselves, but the equations are just part of the propositions, and therefore what he said would still hold, but I don't know, that was just a thought I had.
6: It seems like a really trivial point that equations can describe reality, but it seems like it would be almost impossible to take an equation and say, this does describe reality.
1: Oh, absolutely.
6: So, it's definitely a tricky kind of region, you know?
2: Well, yeah, Because you would need to assign um, non-mathematical meaning to the equation before you could call it a description of reality. And then once you do that, you need
0: to assign. Uh... A meaning to any symbol to have it correspond to reality. I mean, you think about, you read a book, a fiction book. It doesn't correspond to reality in any way. It doesn't have meaning. But then you say, oh, actually, this fiction book is nonfiction. And then, um, I mean, I I guess, I don't know if I'm making any coherent point. Um, just that it's not, it's not something special about math. Um.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I would say... It's just
0: just like any other type of language.
1: Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, you can describe reality using symbolism by just saying, okay, A is reality. You know? Like, there's nothing inherently special about that. What makes math useful is that it has the ability to, if you have the right axioms, you can uh, create something that can usefully model reality and you can manipulate it.
0: Well, I think... Um, I
1: think the more important point is that
6: math models patterns in that our, rea- our reality is made of patterns.
1: Totally,
0: well, yeah. Well, I think, because, I mean, he, he's basically saying, for instance, like in an equation, on either side of the equation, you are saying the same thing. Like, oh, gosh, where was it? Where He was saying, like, basically, like, when we solve an equation, like, what we're doing is just making... Um, it easier for us to understand, but we're not changing the meaning of anything. Yeah, And so, like, um, uh, whatever, I'm just going to read what Mil- Mil- Milcom wrote. Um, he says... No, what
1: what you were saying, absolutely, yes, that's what he's trying to, uh, get at, kind of, by saying, uh, equations are not inherently useful.
0: Um...
6: Yeah, I spent some time in middle school. I spent some time in middle school trying to understand. Wait why the fuck does algebra work? And I eventually came to that exact same conclusion, which is, like, all you're doing is saying, I know this is equal to this, so I'm just going to fuck with it until it's easier for me to get.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: I just want to find the... Oh, okay. I would argue
1: that equations are useful for comprehension, but, like, only for... Uh, comprehension beyond that they aren't extraordinarily useful
0: so it's like 6.2323 the equation characterizes only the standpoint from which i consider the two expressions that is to say the standpoint of the equality of meaning to the question whether we need intuition for the solution of mathematical problems it must be answered that language itself here supplies the necessary intuition the process of calculation brings about just this intuition calculation is not an experiment um, so basically, like, when we manipulate the equations, we're just making it more intuitive to us, but doesn't change the content of them. Yeah, I mean, just, um...
1: Yeah, I believe that's what you're thinking at definitely. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, like, the method by which, uh, mathematics arrives at its equations is the method of substitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know, um, but what what uh, Milcom typed? Uh, I understand it as meaning that logically tautological statements, which include mathematical statements for analytic normies, are pseudo propositions <laughs> in that they describe something about the world but do not refer directly to the world as statements of empirical facts do. Okay, but I mean, how? But like when I go back to my example of like. Uh, fiction, like a story that you read. Like, it's like a story. It describes a state of affairs, you know, like, oh, there's a mountain and there's a stream and there's some rocks, you know, and then there's some people living in a village in the valley. And, like, that has meaning, but it can exist outside of referring to reality as an empirical fact. But you can... I, I just don't see... I like, think there's something special inherently about math. It's just more... Um, of a quote-unquote perfect language, because it's more logically clear and defined. Um, Fair enough. But...
5: uh, I I
6: I think we were talking about this earlier. Um, I do think that it's really easy to take an... It's really easy to have an equation which isn't a tautology, um, as long as you include within it some way in which the pieces of the equation reference something in reality. You no know? so I, I, that, I do think I do think that saying thing one is equal to thing two can have non-tautological meaning,
2: but that meaning wouldn't be inherently like mathematical, though. It, you mm, could, I, th- oh, I think that it probably, like, let's
3: just take a random example, right? Like, um, uh, does there, you guys aren't
6: fucking, you're, you're not all STEM nerds, are you? Um, What's a really really low-level physics one? Um, No. The first one that came to mind was, like, the ideal (laughs) gas equation, but, like, um, I don't know if you guys all know that. Which Um, one? Sorry,
0: I I couldn't hear you.
2: The The ideal ideal gas. gas equation.
0: Oh, yeah, PV equals NRT.
6: Yeah, that shit. Okay, we're just going to go with that, okay? Basically, it relates... Pressure. Except for, isn't pressure. that
0: actually... Oh, well, yeah, because that's the ideal gas, because there's the unideal one, but that doesn't matter. Yeah,
6: it relates pressure, volume, and temperature, and gas, right? Okay. Um, so I do think this is really important. Um, I, I think it's really clear that this is... I think it's really clear that when you make an equation like this, um, you are saying something about reality, which isn't necessarily... It's not necessarily that the statement is... You're not saying that reality is mathematical, but the statement itself is kind of fundamentally mathematical. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
6: Okay, I'm glad. I, no, one just other... you
2: just said what I was trying to say, but like, actually, coherently, and with way less words, and,
3: um, <laughs> better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll just read what milcom says uh why are we talking about the meaning of fiction here though i don't think Wittgenstein says anything substantive about meaning in this context since logic is transcendental and must apply to everything it exists in abstraction from reality but which does not cor- directly correspond to reality fuck somebody already said this
6: <laughs> wait Okay, I didn't, I didn't do the reading, so can't if I'm wrong here, but how can logic be completely transcendental if you can form logic validly in multiple ways?
3: Well,
0: wait.
2: How would forming we, logic valid? Yeah, no, no, no. There is only
0: one logical structure to the world, and all languages um, operate on, under that same structure. Um <laughs> Wittgenstein says it so it must be true. <laughs> uh that's what but but did you catch what I said, Salmia? So the yeah, there's
6: one law lo- the, there's one logic that corresponds to the world, is what you're saying. Um,
0: that's, that's what, that that's that what Wittgenstein really says. Good.
6: Yeah, okay. I mean, no, like it does seem like it does seem like you'd be able to I don't know. It seems like at the very least you'd have to thoroughly rule out the possibility that there are multiple valid ways to construct logic that correspond to our reality that give different answers. No, okay, okay. I think I kind of just did it myself, right? Um, I think that if yeah. they gave different valid answers, then you would get two different realities, but we only have one. And um, So, if, I... if there were two valid ways to construct logic, they would both lead to the same thing, and therefore be
0: equivalent.
2: Yes. Yeah. I think the there's also, there's also a difference between um, using logic to applying logic to various systems in reality and constructing the foundations of logic itself. Like you, you can use logical methods to reach different conclusions, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, There's any falsehood with logic itself, just in how it's applied.
0: Malcolm says the historical and social nature of reason developed since the origin of Hegelian and post Hegelian thought seems to have been largely ignored by Wittgenstein. Sounds like a fucking. (sighs) Yep. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Ah.
1: Don't even read theory?
0: Yeah! <laughs> you know... I mean...
3: <sighs> sorry, sorry. No,
0: I wasn't going to say anything.
2: Oh, um, just... Uh, I was just going to say that the... I... I that's kind of why I was saying before he is using a fundamentally different sense of meaning than the... Historical and social conception that, like we're we're all, I guess, just in everyday life used to talking about, and I it, it doesn't necessarily make it confusing, but it makes the language they're, they're two kind of completely different ideas, and it makes the language um, when talking about both ideas a little bit like. There's a little bit of a disconnect there, but I don't think that he's necessarily in contradiction with the other idea of meaning. He's just talking about a different idea. Like, he's he's just not even addressing, or he barely addresses the other concept and is now just talking strictly about, about meaning arising from logic. Which isn't the only definition of the word you could use, but he doesn't really care about those. So, I don't really think there's any contradiction there.
0: I guess I got sidetracked thinking about what you meant by meaning. Like, did you mean... Like, mean... Did I... I don't know. I got sidetracked. I mean, just while, while listening to you.
2: Um, Sorry. Um,
0: I don't think my brain is. I don't. I don't
2: think. I don't think Wittgenstein was referencing a concept that arises from social, um, social conditions. I guess, like his idea of. Um, of using logic to explain the universe and assign it meaning is a completely different concept
0: so it's, it's just, than,
2: it, sorry.
0: No, just like, so when you, you say assign it meaning, like, how are you defining meaning? Like, you don't mean meaning of life, like purpose, you mean like
1: no, not with someone yeah. information, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Well,
0: I mean... Uh, continue with what you were saying, if you can, before I so rudely interrupted you.
2: No, no, it's all right. i I'm also probably not using the right words. Um,
3: but.
0: So, anybody want... Okay,
1: what was Wittgenstein trying to accomplish here? Well, he was trying to uh, essentially compress the world into a uh, set of uh, axioms, which can then be described logically, and then from there he can say, oh, well, philosophy is pointless, screw all you guys.
4: Yes, exactly. Yeah. guys, it's all philosophy, we don't have to do it anymore. I did it.
6: Sounds like fun.
2: Which is weird, because he doesn't address everything in philosophy. Well, I mean, uh,
1: there's like two... I feel like there's two main parts to philosophy. uh, What is, and what is to be done. He supposedly addresses what is, and then says well, you can't address what is to be done because it's too uh, not based on this stuff.
0: uh...
1: And i think something like that
0: well he does say because I, I actually posted this in like general like it is clear that ethics can be not be expressed ethics are transcendental the first thought in setting up an ethical law this is six point four two, two uh two by the way the first thought in setting up an ethical law of the form thou shalt is and what if i do not do it but it is clear that ethics has nothing to do with punishment and reward in the ordinary sense This question as to the consequences of an action must therefore be irrelevant. At least these consequences will not be events. For there must be something right in that formulation of the question. There must be some sort of ethical reward and ethical punishment, but this must lie in the action itself. And this is clear also that the reward must be something acceptable and the punishment something unacceptable. Um, Of the will as the bearer of the ethical, we cannot speak. And the will as a phenomenon is only of interest to psychology. And then he... uh, I I just don't even know what he's going here with this. Like, if good or bad willing changes the world, it can only change the limits of the world, not the facts, not the things that can be expressed in language. In brief, we must thereby become quite another. It must, so to speak, wax or wane as a whole. The world of the happy is quite another than that of the unhappy. What the fuck is he saying? Anybody?
2: Sorry, I get I got distracted again. <laughs> it's okay. I'm
1: just thinking that's why I'm so quiet. What? I'm just thinking that's why I'm so quiet right that's now. It's
0: fine to be Oh my god. Milcom says TLP is, in my opinion, a reductionist, premature, and underdeveloped form of what would later become his revolutionary philosophy of language, enunciated in Philosophical Investigations. I mean, that's what Honestly, I imagine it to be. Yeah. Um, we the whole reason we're reading this is so we can is for the Philosophical Investigations. Like that's why we're
1: reading. Also, to critique it and see why this doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Why the,
1: uh, system and philosophical investigations is therefore necessary. Or, I don't know if necessary is the right term, but I think you know what I meant.
0: No, I didn't know what you meant. So you. Need- oh,
1: shit. Yeah, only I know what I mean exactly. <laughs> so I... Uh, what I'm trying to say is that, uh the best way to understand what is wrong with something, you first must understand it before you can understand what's wrong with it. So by reading TLP, we can then see what's wrong about it, and then we can see the answers in a PI.
0: Well, yeah, because the thing is, I read the investigations, like, in a class, but, like, I had never read the tractatus or anything like that. So I just had it completely in isolation. But I feel like, maybe going back with having read this, he probably references TLP, I'm guessing, or references concepts he addressed there, and it'll be nice to get that perspective of seeing, you know... um, Because, I mean, you can honestly see the progression from the TLP to the investigations. Like, it does seem like, like... They don't seem like they're from completely different people. It just seems like he realized... He had a few things wrong in the TLP, but like the way he thinks is still the same, uh, if that makes sense. Um,
4: Yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: Like, for instance, the way he sort of thinks all philosophical problems, like we can't talk about them. Or then like in investigations, like, well, they're just problems with language. It's not like he's not saying we can't talk about them. It's impossible to talk about them. He's saying like they just come from misunderstandings um, because of vague definitions. Um, I mean, because, like, the main difference here is, like, he's saying that, first of all, there is this clear logical structure to the world that is transcendental, but also that, like, there are definite uh, atomic facts or propositions or, like, things, like, in the world that, like, are clearly defined and that, that they sort of maybe, forgive me, I could be totally wrong, metaphysically exist, whereas in the investigations he's totally i mean everything is just soup that we just classify into these like categories and it's not really clear what one thing is versus another thing like it's all um like a you know there's no clear boundaries between yeah. concepts Milcom says, I honestly don't get why you guys are reading TLP before PI. Nobody reads the Jenna Papers before PDG or that dissertation on Epicurus and Democritus before the 1844 Manuscripts. Well, <laughs> Milcom.
2: We d- we, th- we thought it would be interesting, dude. <laughs> That's literally yeah. it.
0: Oh my god! It's
2: also tiny.
4: It's only 108 pages. Yeah. So Pretty
0: much. Actually, in mine, it's, it's- Only 80 pages. Ooh. Yes. Um.
1: Also, it's fun. YOLO absurdist (laughs) gang.
0: Milcom, you're so unhelpful.
4: 80 pages too long.
0: (laughs) You're so unhelpful. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't know, guys.
3: Mm.
0: Anything else? Anybody... Has to add. I'm sorry, I feel I have no coherent thoughts on the matter.
4: Um, the thing, I was actually reading about Dogen, like, right before I decided to finish this, and it's,
3: What's he's, a,
4: he's a Zen Buddhist oh, from, like, okay. 800 CE, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that really, like, kind of tripped me up is I finished this book about Dogen, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got to like the stuff in like Proposition Six, specifically about like death and such, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh shit! Like Wittgenstein and Dogen, they have very different goals, and because of that, their methods of approaching things are extremely different. But like a lot. Of the, a lot of the like axioms and a lot of like the stuff that they kind of observe are very similar. Like, this whole thing about like not being able to, well, shit, I, I forget how, exactly how Fichtenstein phrased it, but like this whole idea of like the world being the limits of the self. Oh, yeah, kind of like when he was like going into solipsism for a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, Dogen would say, everything is a dream within a dream. As in, like, we can wake up from ourselves, but because we see the world through ourselves, we cannot wake up from that, so we cannot see the world in an objective way.
3: Hmm.
4: And, like, they both have a similar frustration to language, but, like, Wittgenstein is like, hey we can't talk about these things because they are not logically consistent. But Dogen's like... This is like the whole philosophy versus religion thing, but -hmm. like Dogen's... He's constantly contradicting himself. He's saying that one thing exists and is true, and then he'll say that this other thing is also true, even though those ideas are opposite, as a way to like point to the fact that language cannot explain this idea, and it's just like... That's the interesting thing okay. about Zen in general.
0: You know, all right, we're going to get a little sidetracked, but I just yes. need to have this. Okay, so I... Okay. Um, I really like the whole uh, idea of contradictions, right? I think it's very interesting, and I don't know if this is, you know, my fucking chink ancestry or whatever, but, like, because I'm half, I'm half Taiwanese. um, mm. But, like... You know, because, like, the whole idea of yin and yang, you know, is, like, you know, the dark and light, but they each have a little bit of each other with contained within. And I think maybe it is sort of an Eastern, you know, perspective to view, you know, it's more about balance. It's not about, um, you know, being completely right or wrong or pure, like, everything, and, and the idea that... Uh, contradictions exist and it's okay to have like the, the, to be accepting of contradictions. Right. Um, I, I just, I feel like,
6: I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I always found the perspective of like balance really valuable in that way and like push and pull and that kind of thing. Cause it is a really valuable perspective on how systems work in general but, like, I never really understood it as having anything to say on contradictions, you know? Like, it seems like that could e- just as easily be interpreted as just straight-up taking it too far.
0: Uh, possibly. I guess it, it. the way I see it is, like, um... Uh... Oh, my God. I, I feel like I'm just gonna come across as just a very strange person. Um... But
3: like, you just say
0: yeah, yeah, I know. But I just, for instance, like, um, well, I don't know. This isn't, this is more about aesthetics than about any kind of moral thing or whatever. But like, uh, uh you know, what? it doesn't, can you, can you elaborate more on and what he was all about, Ozzy?
4: Uh, Let's see. I the the book I was reading in particular is done by a guy named Brad Warner, mm-hmm. and he's and he's like a Buddhist teacher almost. But he's like he used to be a punk bassist. <laughs> he was in Japan for a bit. Okay. He was in Japan for a bit, like making monster movies. Oh wow! So he has this like very irreverent, very laid back style and approach to them. Mm
3: hmm.
4: And he's just this, and it's just he's been doing this thing. Where he's just taking, he he's taking passages from the Shobogenzo, which is kind of like the Soto Zen version of the Bible, but Mm -hmm. also not really, because the idea of scripture is only really within like Abrahamic traditions. Da 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 da. But Mm -hmm. he's been taking that, translating it, not not translating it, paraphrasing it, and like really really dumbing it down. And then she's also giving it like commentary where he's like pulling, or he's like telling you like which translations he's pulling from, what the Japanese says here, and then also just giving for the. That he is like one of the best. Is
0: it just me or is he cutting it in and out?
4: Thinkers to ever exist. Yeah, no, it's not just, you, right? and that's why he's oh, okay. like a proponent. Oh shit! I will try to like hold my like, mic study then, but like, don't. Do- Dogen's one of the best thinkers to like ever live, in his opinion, and then like, it's, so it's just really interesting to see the stuff that Dogen says, and the stuff that Wittgenstein says, mirroring it in interesting ways even though dogan's whole thing like what's what's the point of Fichtenstein? he he says the things as a way as like a step ladder and then once you get across it you cut out you you oh, throw away yeah. the ladder yeah and like oh everything's perfect um everything's perfect everything can be reasoned with but then dogan's whole thing is like pushing through that like nonsense barrier And, like, the main thing about Zen is that all of these Zen masters, they say all of these, like, really weird, contradictory things about the universe. And then they're like, and then you're like, hey, what the fuck? And then they'll be like, oh, just meditate an hour a day for ten years. And then you'll probably get it. And then you do, and then supposedly you do that and it's like, oh, I see what you mean.
0: Well, okay, so that's the thing, like, I, I mean, I don't know, I haven't read much Zen stuff, but when you said, like, he said, oh, they say a bunch of contradictory things, and they say meditate for a while, and you just get it, like,
4: mm-hmm. uh, can
0: you give an example of a contradictory thing? Um, You could even look it up, I, I could give you time to do that if you wanted.
4: Yeah. Um, and one, one thing that was in particular is that there was a part... I, I don't recall the story offhand, but there's this, like, Zen story of a fox.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: No, not of a fox, of a Zen master who, of a of a dude who walks up to a Zen master and was, like, I was a fox for 500 lifetimes, but now I'm a Zen master. And, like, it is supposed to be this, like, commentary on reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And then there's one chapter of Shobogenzo that's talking about it being like, hey, yeah, this is a great story. You know, you always need to like follow the laws of karma because otherwise you could turn into a fox. And then there's another one. There's another chapter that's directly like, oh yeah, fuck this story. There's no there's no such thing as reincarnation. It's all about what's here and now. Oh. And it's like. So, like, yeah, Dogen is like similarly impenetrable in that regard, but like in a different way. Where like Wittgenstein, you, you, you kind of get that he's, you, you kind of get that he's making one point. He's just being really specific and trying to explain like really complicated shit. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Whereas Dogen says simple stuff. What? At least Wittgenstein can make sense. (laughs) Yes. Where, like, Dogen is purposefully trying not to make sense. Like, sometimes he's a dualist, sometimes he's a materialist.
0: I guess, since the world doesn't really actually make complete sense, it's almost more accurate to describe it in a nonsensical and contradictory way. I don't know. Um, That's
4: That's exactly it. That's exactly the thing that Dogan was, like, trying to point out,
0: Because that's sort of what I... I guess the way I feel about things.
1: Um... I mean, like... But I feel like it's important to be, like... Uh, so, some things can make sense, and other things can also not make sense, but that doesn't mean the two things that make sense are the same thing. I believe that uh, logical uh, ideas of the world and logical patterns we can see in the world are more applicable to the world than random nonsense, even though the world is also random nonsense. Does that make
3: sense?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, the way I would see it is it's not like you're just saying random nonsense. It's you're just saying different things that can seem true at the same time, even though they're contradictory. Um, and it seems nonsensical, yeah, it's- but it's, it's actually... I don't know. Go
4: ahead. Yeah. It's like, with with Dogen in particular, it's like, oh hey, you look at the world from this one angle and come to this one conclusion and then you can look at this world from a different angle and come up with a different conclusion and that doesn't mean that they're both wrong. They're, that doesn't mean that one has to be right and one has to be wrong. However... They're both... That, that just means they're, like, capturing a different part of the truth. Yeah. You know, have you, have you heard of the um, elephant's metaphor? Uh, oh, I
0: haven't. I'm not sure what you mean.
4: Uh, you know, there's this story of the elephant and three blind people having different parts. Oh! Yeah. And it's like, you know, one has the leg... And it's like, oh, this is a tree. And the other one has the trunk. And it's like, oh, this is a snake. Mm-hmm. There's something for the ear tube. I can't remember it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard so that. It's
4: like, so it's not like, you know, fuck. It's not like it's completely right for having a tree. And one person completely right for having a snake. They're both right. They're just not completely right.
0: Well, actually, they're all wrong because it's an elephant.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: but, but, I mean, it, depends, thing, it depends on what you consider for something to be this means. If you're, like, more of a platonic guy and you like the idea of forms, then I guess it is a trunk and I guess it is a snake. But if you're thinking more of the fact that it came from an elephant and you literally chopped off up an elephant, dude, then yeah, I guess it is an elephant, you know? Oh shit! I just did that same argument, except like in a more ideal idea-based context.
0: Yeah, man. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> but like, just just going back to Victimstein for a second. Um, nah, it's not. I, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, why not? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm I just kidding. I'm
0: just kidding. I'm just kidding.
5: Yeah. Oh my
4: god! I'm so kidding. It, it's just interesting that like for like all of point, it's like you get the most jargony aspects in this section, but then I have to admit, it is kind of badass when he's just like. Shopping off various sections of philosophy. <laughs> I yeah.
3: know ethics.
4: No. ethics. is not a thing. No. No to ethics. No to ethics. I don't think he really says ethics is not a thing,
1: though. I'm just taking that as a hyperbole for the joke. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, he's saying that um, ethics cannot be expressed. That's what he's saying. Um, we can't talk about ethics, um, but then I just noticed. He said ethics are transcendental. That means Ooh. they're mind-independent. What? <laughs> Anybody? I wish Milka was here. Damn. It's
4: it's worth noting that um, Wittgenstein was a Christian,
3: mm. so
4: maybe. It has something to do with that. I don't know.
1: To honest, I feel like having a uh, divine definitely does mean a... I mean, having a divine, I would say, is probably transcendental. And mm-hmm. if you're expecting that there's a divine, then uh, obviously it makes sense. But from an atheistic standpoint, uh, these transcendental arguments don't make sense.
0: Well, like he says Um, in 6.4312 the temporal immortality of the soul of man that is to say its eternal survival also after death is not only in no way guaranteed but this assumption in the first place will not do for us what we always tried to make it do is a riddle solved by the fact that I survive forever is this eternal life not as enigmatic as our present one the solution of the riddle of life in space and time lies outside space and time uh, then he says how the world is is completely different from what is higher God does not reveal himself in the world uh, so like he is he is Christian and I thought for a second I vaguely remembered it as being like oh well I don't know if there's an afterlife but it sounds like he's just saying we have no reason to believe there's an afterlife but that's okay you know because God exists yes. outside of reason he is outside of our uh, outside of our world he says God not, God does not reveal Himself in the world. Ooh. I know some people who yeah. would disagree with that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing that's interesting is that Dogen says something very similar when he talks incarnation of like Yeah, I need now and then when you die you don't have like you you don't have that anymore. So maybe, like, reincarnation becomes a problem, like, after you die, and you don't need to worry about it now. <laughs> it's like this whole thing of, like, yeah, dead dead people stuff is not live people stuff. So, like, don't concern yourself with dead people stuff until you're dead.
3: <laughs>
4: Pretty much. And if that means not existing then that gives you less shit to do, so.
3: Hmm. I didn't...
4: Yeah.
0: Well, guys, I don't know. I don't have uh, a lot more tab on the Wittgenstein topic. Like, I don't...
4: Uh... Yeah, we did kind of blitz through this thing.
3: Yeah, we I, mean, I
1: mean, I'm gonna be honest there... Uh, for what I feel the general understanding is, I feel like we all took out the point of the reading, and I think we all understand why it doesn't fundamentally work. Yeah. As a theory of everything, I guess you want to call it.
0: Raymond, why don't you explain that for us?
1: Explain what?
0: What the, what the main point of the work is and why it doesn't work. Why don't you do that for
3: us?
1: Well, uh, sure, I'll try to do that right now. So, to me... Uh, the TLP is essentially Wittgenstein trying to have an end-all to philosophy. He's trying to uh, use logic and try to condense the world and all of reality into a axiomatic framework that he can get, then attack with logic. So I'm going to come back to this part, and this is where it gets shaky, right? But anyways, what he does from here is he says, well, using logic, we can condense at a There's a truth function, and that if it can be said true, and I mean, if something is true, it can be spoken simply using this truth function. So he's essentially now saying that all the uh, atomic truths exist, we can now use it in this truth function to determine other truths and to determine if something is true. So from here, he basically says everything that can be said now can be said simply. And from this standpoint... Uh, philosophy, uh, most questions in it, such as the meaning of life, do not condense into this truth function. So that means that it's not based on atomic facts. So then he says, okay, well, philosophy is just semantics. There's no substance to it. And then from there, it kind of defeats the point of the work. but then he says it's more of like a stepladder kind of thing, where once you understand this topic... You no longer need this philosophical explanation because the philosophical explanation makes no sense, except in that philosophy makes no sense. So does that make sense? Yeah. I've <laughs> been tense a lot of times there. Yeah.
0: So then, why is it flawed, Riemann? What's wrong? With well,
1: to me, the biggest flaw is at the beginning. Like uh, once you place down the axioms. All of the rest of the stuff he says made sense from a logical standpoint, but the difficulty is this axiomatic uh, compression of the world into atomic facts, mm-hmm. and and he assumes that all of these things are completely transcendental and uh, completely independent from everything else. But I do not believe that's true personally, and he later changes his mind on this stuff and feels that no longer is it so simple to just compress the entirety of reality into saying a list of atomic facts. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So the problem of uh, the TLP isn't necessarily the conclusions it reaches, but the very premise of it.
3: hmm
0: Anybody else have any? I thought that was really helpful, actually, to have you say it out like that. Um, mm-hmm. Although, I, I guess... Um,
1: I mean, that's just my interpretation yeah. also. Don't take that with a drain no, no, of salt. I know, and... No, I know, um, yeah.
0: I know, I know. Yeah. I guess... I guess I guess... I've, i from the beginning, I've always been a little bit confused about the whole atomic facts thing. Um, but, but just cause like the way I would, like I wouldn't use atomic facts in my, you know, summary of what he was saying, but more just like Wittgenstein believes there's a logical structure to the world that like is real. It, it, it is how the world operates like, and it's perfectly logical. Um, And everything we can say about the world can be said perfectly, logically, perfectly clearly. Um, But sometimes we have things that we say that don't seem to be clear. And the fact that they aren't clear means that they aren't, you know, representative of reality. And that's why we can't we can't talk about them. These these philosophical questions. Um,
1: That makes sense.
0: uh,
1: Although I feel. Your uh, explanation of how uh, the world is based on logic does imply the atomic facts without it, it a... It might. Action.
0: It might. It's because I don't quite get what the atomic facts thing is, really. Um, it, just the concept of it kind of just... It doesn't feel as intuitive to me as, you know, saying that, like, uh, you know, the world has a logical structure.
3: Yeah,
1: both make sense, I would agree. To me, atomic facts are really... uh. They make sense to me, the notion of them, not that they exist just because the idea of it being the smallest unit of truth and then other truths are built upon it, that makes sense to me, but uh, I could see where the confusion is.
0: I mean, I guess that that does... that makes sense when you put it that way. That concept makes sense. It's just, like, hard for me to imagine what that would be. Like, what is an atomic fact? Like, I don't even...
1: Be honest. If you asked me, name an atomic fact, <laughs> that I couldn't.
0: Yeah, I got uh, that. Just that concept just sounds kind of spooky. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. well, it's, it's, like, it's like peering into the black box of reality, you know?
0: Uh yeah. Oh, okay, guys. I maybe mean, think
4: of it like um atoms, but facts. So, like you can't. <laughs> see oh,
0: them. wow! So they're like atomic facts.
4: May- maybe. That's <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um uh, but I think at some point he does say like it's not necessary to exactly like know what the atomic effects are, but just to have them like as like a concept like for framing reality. Like I think like the original idea of the atom, they like, didn't know what an atom was. It was just like, oh, the atom is the smallest unit of a building block of reality. Like that's where the like, term comes from it, right? Yeah. It, yeah, that they, is like, what atomic. Like, is. They didn't even they didn't even know like have anything to refer to when they came up with that word or came up with that concept. It was just like, oh, I'm sure there exists this small piece of of reality that is the tiniest piece possible. And so, um, I guess you can think of atomic facts like that. Like we don't have to actually know what they might be to talk about them.
3: Well, I mean, if you
1: want to hear, like, if you care about the uh, etymology of uh, atom, I'll tell you. Please do. So, I honestly just Googled this. It's from Greek, and it means uh, uh atom. Yeah, uh, indivisible. Indi- and yeah. if something's indivisible, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. it's the smallest, simplest form. Yeah. Uh, used in stuff like atomic family. uh I'm going to be honest, for a while, I thought of when I was, like, younger, I thought atomic family referred to, a like, a nuclear family.
3: <laughs> oh, wait, so, what, what is an atomic family?
1: Uh, it's a pretty stupid notion that the, uh, smallest, uh, family unit is, like, the two parents and kids. And that's, like, the smallest social order, some spooky bullshit like that.
0: Oh, wait, well, how is it different from the nuclear family?
1: Nuclear family refers to, like, a... A family with a ton of problems and i always thought the two were the same
0: but i thought nuclear family was just a mom and dad and kids
1: oh it is never mind i lied they are the same thing
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i thought they were i thought they were the same thing but like for a family that like melted down <laughs> And I, and I, and then, I and then I heard atomic families, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. These terms aren't the same. And now you've shattered my <laughs> illusion that the nuclear family is not the same thing. <laughs> oh,
3: I'm, ah! glad,
0: I'm glad I could uh, illuminate a uh, place.
1: Illuminate? My life is ruined. How could you? Oh, the very framework of my being has oh, been dissolved no. in front of me.
0: Oh, no. Um,
4: Oh, God.
0: Well, I was going to say some maybe more – oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not business stuff. uh, Logistical stuff. Um, Logistical. (laughs) Yes, that's the term I was thinking of. Um, First of all, so – uh, Milcom and Riemann and I, because Milcom is very much into our whole Hegel thing coming up next, and he, oh god, he just spammed all these fucking readings. Oh my dear god. Like, I'm
1: going to read them eventually. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, talking about the purpose of the Floyd Ferris, uh, role, and whether or not we want to have a second meeting time and what that meeting time would be because Malcolm was like oh we should have it to read more extra like uh secondary sources or whatever whatever the fuck ever on uh,
1: no that's not what he was planning on doing he was planning on uh basically he was saying that uh so we split into two groups essentially that each meet sometime doesn't really matter but basically uh We'll have the uh, Hegel group where we go into Hegel and we go into the secondary sources, and then we have the other group that the group that wants to actually have fun and have a good time. (laughs) That group will uh, read shorter works like what we're doing now, essentially.
0: We're not reading shorter works now. Now we're reading Wittgenstein. That's not short.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, it's not short. I'm saying like what we have done.
0: Oh yeah, like in the and to be
1: and to be fair, Wittgenstein is a lot shorter than Hegel. Especially with how many secondary sources we're going to be reading.
3: Uh, yeah,
0: I mean it's true. It's true. Um, I guess the the issue was. Uh, I think. Oh okay, wait, Milcom said he wanted the Hegel stuff to be done on the like on, as an offshoot. Well, I thought- yeah, he was
1: saying it's uh, Floyd Ferris for Hegel, which isn't the original intention of Floyd yes, Ferris, but exactly. it definitely makes sense.
0: Do you think so? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, uh, it makes sense to do either way just because it hasn't been used for anything yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, does that mean you want to... So who <sighs> here wants to read Hegel?
4: I am down to read some Hegel. I'm looking forward to yeah.
0: it. Yeah. What about gal and soda, your fucking mics, man? <laughs> Come on. Uh gal uh wait,
1: just knowing.
0: Wait, soda what?
5: I'm done now.
0: Oh you're done. Okay. How do you feel about Hegel? Uh
5: yeah. I mean I'll be confused as fuck and not know what's going on with you. Well,
0: that's why we're, going that's to why
5: we're read- gonna read a shit ton of secondary sources.
0: Uh yep. Nice. Um, courtesy of Milcom. Okay, well, we need to come up with a meeting time, but the thing is also, the meeting time has to be one that works for Milcom, and I totally forgot about that, because he is not um,
1: here. I mean, the thing, though, is that, uh, uh, we need time, uh, me and, uh, uh, me and Milcom, as well as you, we all need time to, uh, get into Hegel. He wants me to, uh, really get an understanding of the, uh, uh, phenomenology, so, uh, Oh, phenomenology. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: it's okay.
1: Uh, but anyways, he wants me to get a good understanding of it, and then he wants to discuss with me how we want to plan it out and what we want to do secondary source-wise, what we want to do each week. So that's going to take like a oh month Oh my god, so he's though, actually that-
0: planning to have it be like basically a class is what he's doing.
1: I mean, is it he like a professor?
0: He's a PhD student.
1: Oh, uh, I've, I know you said you yeah. taught talk classes.
0: No, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're a PhD student. You teach classes, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, I just wasn't sure if he was a PhD or a professor, but no. I knew he understood what's happening. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, he does. Okay. Well, because, I, I mean, I think it would be fun. I mean, I do um, think it would be fun in addition to... Reading like while we're reading Wittgenstein, to have something else on the side. I don't know what that would be. Maybe we don't have to do that now.
1: I mean, I'd say Wittgenstein is short enough that we don't really. It doesn't really necessitate taking breaks to just like not have our minds turn into a. Oh
0: cable no, no, no. Group, You know, I just meant like um, to have like to start up the second reading group, or to think about starting that up. To, like, the, the, oh okay. Uh, sure um and what that might look like i mean because there are other things i think it would be fun like for instance maybe reading like like notes from underground like dostoevsky i've heard good things about that um yeah. or like some kafka that might be fun um kafka yeah i'm
4: down for some Papa. i
0: know right uh i recently reread the metamorphosis i was like uh <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh my god! I think we
3: all. All of that?
1: that, yeah, all of that sounds really great, but I probably won't be participating in anything until we finish Wittgenstein, just because of uh, how much I need to read for Hegel. Oh. Don't get me wrong; that sounds like a lot of fun, but I need to read Hegel, <laughs> and I want to have free time to do meaningless bullshit and not just read philosophy all of my free
3: time.
0: <laughs> I'll try to read Hegel too and also read all this other stuff. But that's why I said like the other stuff can be lighter reading. Like like Absolutely. Like not like like, like fiction, but maybe more philosophy. Or we could read some fucking uh um Camus, you know, or like uh what is it? The, is it Sartre's, like Nausea or some shit? Like, we could read I mean it's like stuff like that that's easier to read where it's more just like it's still uh interesting and still has good ideas but it's not like um you really don't have to like it's like you not it's not work to read like reading the fucking tractatus like you to sit down and you're like oh my god yeah. this is fucking work but you sit down and you read you know the trial which i haven't read but want to read i feel like that's not work that's a story but it's still uh interesting i don't know
1: it might be fun to uh, read plato arguing with himself
0: Oh, <laughs> I hate the Greeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm
1: not. I mean, how can you not hate them? <laughs>
0: They're horrible. But yeah, I mean, uh, I just, ugh, I don't know why. I just don't want to read. I, ugh. but um, I don't know if anybody has any input they want to give. Would anybody be down to read something on the side this week besides Vic- Oh, but Ozzy, you haven't read the we have to actually decide what we're reading. Let's just first start with
3: that. Logistics. Yes.
0: Okay. So Wittgenstein Philosophical Investigations. We have already read some of it. You have not,
4: yet. You've read like how far into it? Like oh, twenty not far. or so pages?
0: Uh well the first uh like eighty eight sections or paragraphs or whatever you call them um which Aren't is like
1: propositions how it works or something like that propositions
0: maybe that's what it's called i forget what the t- the proper name for it is it might be propositions yeah
1: so do i it slipped my mind but i it, i'd like to say it's propositions
0: that sounds nice i like the sound of that um cuz sorry cuz i have a different edition than the one that's in the does anybody else remember how many pages it was well, I'll say in my book it was forty pages, or forty-six pages or so that we read so far, and I think it was pretty manageable because it's 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 a lighter read than the Tractatus because it's it's just more intelligible. In general. <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. easier to understand what the fuck he's trying to say. Um, but uh, Ozzy, so you'd have to play catch up. So
4: yeah, I can do that.
0: Yeah. Um, but the thing is that was cool is when we met and discussed that part of the investigations. I mean, we got there and everybody was like, "Oh, like I kind of felt like I understood that." It kind of sucked because also we were like, "Oh, uh, like what do we talk about?" But <laughs> it was it was nice because it, it I
1: remember that Didn't we like uh, debate semantics.
0: <laughs> yes, we did. We did. We debate. Oh, it was so fun. The debate was fun. That was a good time. Uh Let me see if I can look up that syllabus I found. Oh, where would it be, though? Uh, That had, like, recommended... Because I looked up a syllabus for uh, a course that read the investigations to get good ideas of where to cut off the... I don't know where I put it.
3: I don't
1: fucking know. Hmm. My knowledge of uh, philosophical investigations is way worse, and I don't think I should have anywhere near as large as
3: part oh, I did. Oh,
0: no. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking to see... Because I had found a... Nope, that's not it. I had found a syllabus that cut it off. I'll just... I don't have to find the same one. Uh, investigations, syllabus... Uh, let's see. Oh, there you go. There's the one. Yeah. So. Oh my god. <laughs> the, I'm reading. I'm looking at the syllabus, and they, the, so the Cole class is a is a Wittgenstein class, and they spent the same amount of time, or maybe like a, a like a little bit extra. But, like, the same amount of time on the Tractatus as on the Investigations, even though the Investigations is way longer.
4: (laughs) Wow. So we, like, blitzed through it. We
0: really, really did. Um, But I don't think—I think going slower wouldn't have helped because it's not like like what—like, how would that have helped us?
1: The problem isn't comprehension. The problem is uh, not having the uh, framework necessary to fully comprehend exactly what
0: he meant.
3: yeah. Yeah,
1: like, um, if you read a sentence that has a word you have no idea what it means a hundred times over, you might get a bit of context, uh, contextual information, but like you fundamentally still would have no idea what it really means.
0: Okay, so I found so the distinction. I'm gonna persp- I'm just posting it again because I don't I want to be able to find it. Maybe I won't be able to find it. Oh wait, wait, wait! I should have just searched syllabus. I wonder if. I would have been... Oops, I spelled it wrong. Syllabus. I don't... No, it's not there. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Where should I put this? I guess I'll put it in voice text. I don't fucking know. So this is the syllabus. Oh, I'm so stupid. I should just put syllabus in the actual link. Okay. Okay. Um, And so it's... I think the next reading we would go until uh oh shit i already forget well where'd it go uh, I mean, see the yeah 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 to one oh sorry 184 to to proposition
1: 184 um read the uh, secondary sources as well
0: I did not consider that, but, uh, we could, yes. That may not, but I, I, I don't even know what this secondary source is.
1: Neither do I.
0: <laughs> uh, ooh. Oh,
1: wow. Okay, here's the, uh, secondary source name. I'll look for a PDF.
0: I know Malcolm at one point posted some secondary source on, um, Peggy Stein at one point Where did he put it? Like I'm so confused. Like I know Malcolm put some stuff somewhere, and I don't know where the fuck it went. Hmm. Oh, baby, it's an oh. I know, I know where I can find it. It's in the in the reading schedule. Because, wait. Yes. Yes. Cambridge Introduction to Wittgenstein's Philosophical Investigations. Okay. I found the link. I'll post it again. Link spam. Yay. Oops. Oh, shit. (laughs) Shit! No! Nobody! (laughs) Go there. Fuck. (laughs) I just did <laughs> anybody see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just Danced myself. You're a fucking idiot. All right. That's okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ozzy, you did the same thing earlier too, with your yep. Google Doc. <laughs> it's 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 all right. It's whatever. <laughs> I feel like I feel pretty safe with you guys relative to like, you know, other places. That's brave. Yeah, I mean, like
4: if it, if this was like still connected to like the J server, I would be oh a God. lot more paranoid. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, how come? Oh, because it's not. I see. Damn. Okay. Oh. Let me
1: see if I God can I only find an Amazon
5: link. I need to keep looking, dude. Okay. You can just use... Uh, I don't know what they're called. The pirate sites. Like the Sci-Hub. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I can probably get it through my university library.
3: <laughs> Ooh. Uh,
0: wow. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you can get anything. I mean, if you're in college or work for a university, you should be able to. Except for I have to figure out, oh, how... oh there it is. Sign in. Okay.
3: Um,
0: But I can see if I can find the PDF. Let's see here, it is the monk, oh, interesting.
1: Oh, cool, I found it. Ugh. It was on Libgen, let's go. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> well, I found it too.
5: Well, your second doesn't
0: really matter. Yeah. And mine is not in English, actually, so it's <laughs> <that's> not <laughs> helpful at all. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. Okay, cool. Potential security risk ahead. Oh no. Four or four not found
1: try this one
0: did you just make me download a virus oh there it is
1: does the second link work yeah it does okay
0: um okay well then what do we want to read from that what does it say in the syllabus to read
1: well, it says, uh, chapter 10 through 27 cover the, uh, philosophical investigations.
3: Um.
0: Wait, but how do you even... Ugh. I don't, you have to torrent this. I don't...
1: Uh... You never torrented
0: I did forever ago, but I haven't done that <laughs> shit recently, because fuck that. Nah. Sorry, I'm dumb. I don't know what. Dude, I
1: imagine, do. imagine paying for ones and zeros, dude. What the hell?
0: You know what? I <laughs> I have money. I'm fine with spending it on shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh But um, ugh, well, it doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. not um,
1: wow, it reads the guillotine in here. Huh? This V.C. reeks of guillotine. What? Huh?
0: It reeks of guillotine? What does that even mean?
3: <laughs> Bougie. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh. You know what? Let me see here. I'm going to try and see if I can find it at my library. duty of genius. Oh, but if it's a whole book, it's not like an article, so... Um...
1: I mean, it's on Amazon, if that's more akin to your tastes.
0: No, I fucking hate Amazon. No, no, no. Well, I mean, other people can... other people can do what they want with that. Um, but, but but, also, did you see how... Uh, The the one that um, I linked there. And also, it's a secondary source, the one that that Milcom suggested as well. Um, Maybe worth looking into. But I have to read through it myself before knowing what to read. Maybe that's why it's nice to have the thing with the syllabus, because it's already like, oh, this is what you should read. Hmm. I don't know. I don't feel as strongly about the secondary sources thing. I'm just like, eh. I think
1: it's useful for comprehension, but uh, not necessary.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm on the same page. Okay, well, anyways, so we will read up through 184.
4: 184,
0: got it. And it's not pages. It's not pages. Um, It's It's
4: the... uh, I looked at it, it's like numbered by paragraph almost.
0: Kind of, yeah. A proposition maybe, as Riemann suggested. I don't know what the actual title is, um, the name is. But, um, yeah. So,
3: sections?
0: Yeah, sections, I, I don't fucking know. Um, but it's sort of like 80 pages, is what you would be reading. And uh, we would be reading, who have been keeping up with everything, who have been, you know, here this whole time would only be 40 pages. Um, does that sound good to everybody? I guess this has been a little bit shorter of a discussion um, than
3: in the past. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, we, we all got that seventh proposition, and we, we have the urge to be silent. Yes. Because we're all <laughs> um, I mean,
0: I guess, like, I don't know if this is hard for people to do, to shift gears, but, like, thinking back to the investigations, if there's anything like that immediately jumps out at you, like when comparing the truck taught us and like going back to the ideas we covered in the investigations, I don't know. I didn't even look back at it. So like I have the book open now and I'm flipping through it, but, um, the main thing that I like is this writing style is way different and it's way more comprehensible. And it's just funny because it's like, In trying to be as clear and precise as possible in his writing of the Tractatus, it just seems like gibberish. Whereas when he's much more free-flowing in the investigations, it's just so much more intuitive. I think I already said that once before, but... I don't know what that says about anything. It probably says nothing, but... Well, you guys are a lot of fun. Um, mm. So next time we'll read through one. Did I say 84? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah 80.
0: 84. Alright. Um, and I guess we we'll probably won't do. Oh, do we want to do a second reading? We don't even have a time for it.
5: No. <sighs> yeah. Uh. Well, I guess since Milcom was wanting to do it, maybe we should wait for him.
0: Yeah, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is.
1: Well, well, I mean, I'm not trying to speak for Milcom here. I'm just saying the. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not trying to uh, set up any of this until we finish Wittgenstein, partially because Wittgenstein is trying of interesting, and partially because we need more time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So this, so the Milcom thing doesn't matter for the second thing I'm talking about. Where we possibly reading like lighter, shorter, less intense things.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Um, okay, who has interest in that?
1: I am. Um, I'd have interest in it once we start reading Hegel. So oh I'm not trying to read okay. three different things at once.
0: That's fine. That's fair. I guess I'm supposed to be so, reading that Hegel shit too, aren't I? <sighs> uh,
5: you might. So we'd be, be I'm not sure. reading Hegel in the main. Th- thing, and then this would be a second thing? I think that's the consensus.
1: I
0: don't even know. I'm just trying to think, like, if people have interest in reading more right now, and we want to have a second thing where maybe we can meet and do other shit, if people are actually interested in that. uh, Maybe we can stew on that. We don't have to do anything for this week. Um, Mm. Because the other thing is, for me, like, the other meeting time would probably be sometime during the week. And That's we just have to we just have to figure it we just have to do figure shit out um a little more I think
3: yeah
0: Uh, but maybe we can start brainstorming like if you have anything else you'd like to read like shorter things like not like anything that takes a lot of thought to get through um you know like existentialism for instance (laughs) or or some works of you know fiction but maybe not just like you know You know, I mean, honestly, like, I would be down to read, uh, like, for instance, some science fiction can be quite interesting just because they do explore some more Mm. philosophical ideas, you know.
1: Um, are you trying to just read Grands?
0: No, (laughs) I am not. You know what? I would read, uh, The Ego and Its Own, though. I would be interested to read that. I'm not lying, gonna lie. Um, would we read political stuff, by the way? We could. We could. Like I was just saying, I'd be down to read The Ego and Its Own.
4: I would also be down for that.
0: Um, I don't know how easy it is to understand. I don't know if it warrants, like, a lot of. Um,
4: how much we have to, like, break it down.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, another, oh my gosh, I don't know. All oh, this organizational shit. I mean, another option we could do is have it be, like, this other, maybe, potentially more, so this wouldn't be political stuff, but, like, but, but this wouldn't meet every week. It'd just be, like, less frequent, and you we just read the whole thing, and then meet and talk about it, rather than where we're trying to go through piece by piece, and make sure we understand every single fragment of it. Mm.
4: Um, That's what i do. Yeah.
0: Because I mean, I think it would be fun to read more. And yeah, again, this is political stuff, but more fiction stuff. Um, you know, that's more literary rather than just like scholarly. Um,
1: yeah. I know. Ah, uh, wants to get into uh, other things, such as I know he kind of wants to get into March. He said he's a March scholar a yes, couple of times.
3: He is. Yes, I know.
0: Oh, I know. Believe me. I know. <laughs> I've heard all about it. Um so <laughs> uh I mean that would be fun too. Um I don't know. There's a fully automated luxury communism manifesto. Oh my goodness. What? I don't even know what that what?
3: means. What I feel like remember? luxury
0: what? and communism are like mutually exclusive to me.
3: Ha ha ha.
1: Communism <laughs> <third> <laughs> <joke> number seven. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, but not even like about like communism start like luxury to me is like it has this connotation of excess. Um but I feel like communism Yeah,
5: that comes from the fully animated part. Also, by the way, I just put a link in chats. So... Though,
0: what is this for? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Oh my god! Are you? Are you? It's are basically
1: you... the based version of 1350. Wait, what's
0: 1350?
1: You don't know what that is? No. I don't know it's, what that is. It's a reference to that one FBI crime statistic.
0: Oh, oh, 13%. Oh, oh 13%. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this,
1: this is the based version of that.
0: I see, I see. Okay, cool. Good stuff. I mean, yeah, I honestly want to read Marx too because I think it's important. I just haven't done that. Um,. But I think, like, that's something something that comes after Hegel, right? Like, we'd read through Hegel first, and then we'd work down through Marx.
3: I did the
1: exact opposite, to be honest with you. I didn't really feel that I needed to understand Hegel to understand Marx, but I could definitely see a more richer understanding coming out of reading it in the other order.
0: I mean, it's not like I necessarily think you have to read it in that order, but it's just because we're going to go through Hegel, I almost feel like, oh like... It'd be fun to work through that progression.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, mm. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, how we'd want to do potentially a second kind of reading group. Like, would we really want to be similar to the main thing that we're doing? Wouldn't we want it to be something kind of distinct and different? Um, where, like, mm-hmm. one of them is, like, a long form, really going in depth, every week it's maybe something similar, a similar topic, at least for the span of a, a particular book that we're reading, versus like the other one where it's week to week or maybe not even as frequent and something maybe lighter or something that's um, shorter. I, I don't know. It's just hard to yeah. do this planning. I mean, because especially because we don't – I don't know even who – who is normally around? I guess we're missing Hate. He hasn't been here the past couple weeks, and Cry is not here. Um, I don't even know who the regulars are anymore. Oh, so sad. <laughs> uh, but I guess how tough- long is this? How long is what?
1: Two hundred
3: eighty-eight pages.
0: What's What is two hundred eighty-eight pages? Good question. Reeman, what is 288 pages? Is, this, is it one of them the, things Milcom the, sent you?
1: The fully automated manifesto. Oh,
0: oh God. Why is it so long? Oh, my God.
4: I love that.
0: Who wow. is Aaron is, Bestani? Is this Who is irony? This Who is this person? It's
5: pretty big. Like, it has big letters. Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> the irony, right?
3: What? <laughs> is this I irony? Didn't... I didn't look at how long this is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it starts with somebody who's Chinese. That makes me want Anax- to read it.
1: Anecdotal cringe.
0: <laughs> what?
1: I said anecdotal beginning is cringe.
0: Oh, it works though. That's how people think.
1: President Obama ratified the Space Act? Is that so he could drop uh, missiles from space? Whoa. Space drone strikes. Let's go, gamers.
0: Oh my god. I've here about. <laughs> for some reason, I remember here. I don't know where I heard this from. I feel like it was from an ex who was really into conspiracy theories talking about a potential weapon called Thor's Hammer where they were supposed to drop like metal bars onto the earth. Maybe it was from a movie. I have no I'm idea. Pretty sure.
4: what you call it? Um, I think that was from Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was from, I think it was from Call of Duty, but I think it was from like an act. I, I think they were like actually proposing that though. I think it was from like ghosts, wasn't it? <laughs>
0: Well, is it like
5: there's a, there's a wiki page on it? It's called Kinetic Bombardment. Project Thor.
0: So that's is that real? It is real.
5: I think Not so. Either.
0: The concept originated during the Cold War.
1: Yeah, to get around uh, the to get around the fact that there was like that one tree that said, Oh, you know what, maybe we
4: shouldn't put nukes into space. <laughs>
0: Okay,
4: and then they're like, "Oh, maybe not nukes, but
0: okay." But it is in Call of Duty. <laughs> uh, it says it's in Mass Effect Two. Where was Ince? where was this in Mass Effect Two?
5: It must have been like uh, some that... weird side thing, was it?
0: I played like uh, kinetic... all of that shit.
5: Kinetic weapons in Mass Effect Two are like, I think they're term for traditional weaponry that shoot projectiles. Oh, okay.
0: Oh. Okay. Yo, who here played Mass Effect 2? Or Mass Effect, all of them.
1: I played played one of them. I forgot which one, but I enjoyed it a lot. I haven't played three.
0: I mean, you know, it's fine. But just, I love the Mass Effect universe. It is the best science fiction universe, I think. It's my favorite science fiction universe of all time. Um,
3: It's pretty cool. It's pretty
0: cool. And I think it's like, well, it doesn't matter. I don't need to go on a rant about it, but there's this one DLC and I forget which one it is, but it's like, um, they're infiltrating, like there's like a experimental station and they're saying like, Oh, there's like a virtual intelligence and it's going haywire. Um yeah. You know which one I'm talking about?
5: Yeah, that's a must-sec, too.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh, that shit was like fucked up. Oh my god. It was so yeah, crazy. it was. Have you played Outlast?
5: Uh, yes, actually, recently. And
0: didn't it remind you of that? Like the. A
5: bit, yeah. Yeah, like, actually. The I didn't
0: fuck. mention it. Um. Oh my god. And actually, I'll be honest, like, I didn't play through the game, like, my my ex played through the game and I watched and screamed in terror because it was so <laughs> fucking terrifying. I
5: couldn't uh, handle I wasn't it. Able to, I wasn't able to play it by myself, so I got a couple of friends and we drank and played.
0: <laughs> <So we laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's so it's so scary. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I
3: couldn't
0: handle it. so stressful. It was just so stressful. Like, I tried to play and I just couldn't. I mean, I just, I, I mean, like, I couldn't even play The Last of Us, like, like, with, like... Oh, gosh. It just stressed me out too much. Um,
5: I haven't played them.
0: Last of Us is good. Last of Us has a great ending.
1: Um, it was
5: good, yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I love the ending. Um, I don't... i have sorry. I don't, I don't, like...
1: The ending is a utilitarian nightmare.
0: It's a deontologist... Hmm. Well, no, it's not. It's just a nightmare in general. But it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. I love it. He chose... I'm sorry. Do people care about spoiling things?
5: No, I'm not going to play that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, just the so basically, there's this chick, right? (laughs) Ellie, and she. Oh well, I should just start over. It's a zombie apocalypse game, right? And I know the, a bit
5: about it. Ellie's like the surrogate daughter or something.
0: Well, yeah, she like she's just this girl, and she's immune to the 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 fungal fungus that right. causes the zombie thing. And so the main guy Joel is like taking Ellie to go to this place where they can um like do get her to help uh, do research to make a vaccine because she's like the only person who's immune. And so they mm-hmm. get there. Finally, after all this bullshit, and Ellie and Joel bond, like, Joel lost his daughter. Ellie's, like, his new daughter now, and he, like, cares about her and shit. He was so jaded, now he isn't. They get to the place, and then it turns out that there, like, she has to die in order to, like, do the research necessary. Like, th- because they, the the way they, they, they get the specimen out of her is going to kill her. And so... Well oh and so he and like the thing is it's kind of fucked up like the 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 people what they did is they just like directly took her away and put her like into the surgery or whatever and like didn't act it's not like they talked to them like the fire the the group talked to them like oh by the way this is what we need from you they just like started doing it without ellie's consent you know and so joel Mm -hmm. is like uh, nope. He just kills them all and saves Ellie. <laughs> he oh. just kills them all and just ruins the chances of of using her to make a cure. Like He's just like, fuck all of humanity. I don't care. I'm not letting you kill my, you know, new daughter. And, oh my god. It's just like, at the end, she like, asks him like, what happened? He's like, no, there are lots of others like you. They didn't need, they didn't need you. Actually, that's what he tells her.
3: <laughs> what? <the laughs> and
0: it's so fucked up, but it's so good. It's so real. It felt so authentic. Like I feel like that's like actually something a person would do. You know, like yeah. that just felt like that's 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 what real life is like. That's what real people do. They they're gonna care about the people close to them more than, and and, and to be perfectly honest with you, who knows whether they would have been able to get any useful information out of killing that girl. Like I'm going to like as, as a scientist working in the biomedical sciences, uh, I, I I know all too well there. uh, No, like there's no guarantee that that would anything useful would have come of that. Um, so anyways, Mm. um, but oh my god i mean it was just so oh so good oh my god amazing and then there's all this like drama because this the sequel just came out recently and like everybody's all pissed i've off seen
5: bits about, about that yeah people, some people are mad about it I, I feel like like i'd say a solid
1: 80 percent of the criticism i've heard is like uh Stop putting politics in video games and that bullshit. So I've heard a lot of good criticism, and I genuinely have some solid problems with it. But it wasn't terrible. It I, wasn't as bad as the first.
0: Yeah, I But it wasn't
1: really as bad as lots of people like to make it out to be.
0: I didn't play the game. I just watched some like videos of it, and like I, I, I was watching some of. I watched. I I couldn't get through the whole thing, but some of PewDiePie playing through it actually. um but um i mean like i think i think it was it wasn't bad but like there it wasn't the story just wasn't like i felt like there was a message and maybe not like a clear message but the last of us like especially with the way it ended it was like there is a point to that story like i don't know what it was but it was like they had, a, they had something... There was, like, some emotional weight there. Like, it was significant.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was, like, something about... I don't even fucking know, but it was, it was good.
1: I, I some shit. What? Wait, are you about the first or the second? The first. Oh, yeah, the first... Uh, was, like, I guess, like, a big moral question.
0: Yeah. But then, the second, like, I don't know. Like, it seemed like it was just, like... Uh revenge bad (laughs) like um I mean I didn't watch the whole thing to the end I don't even know but I just like it just seemed I I just didn't feel as complex it just felt really like obvious you know like I don't know um but I I guess I didn't play it myself um so I don't know um it just reminds me of, like, I'm a, I'm sorry, I'm such a fucking, like, dir- dirk, nerd, dork, whatever. But, like, there's... I don't know if any of you are into, like, anime and stuff, but, like, there's, like... Have you heard of Dura-Ra-Ra, anybody? Yeah. I've
1: heard of it, but I haven't
0: seen it. Well, yeah, there's just... You have... Thank you, Soda Dream. Because there's just this one character who's, like, in love with this chick, and she's actually it doesn't matter, but he's like, I can see myself committing, like, I'm so deeply in love with her. Like I would do the greatest good or the greatest evil for her. Like I would do anything, you know, like for that love. And I just thought like, that just reminded me of Joel. Like, you know, like like a love Mm -hmm. where you, 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 you you love something so much, like you would do anything for that love. Um, and it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a short showing a negative side of love. Like love isn't uh Always mm. oh, good. Oh, what was that? Oh, I guess it was a uh, like phone yes. buzzing. It just sounded like a drill. Yeah. It sounded like a drill. It <laughs> did. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's all good. Um. Anyways, I also watch it. didn't watch it. You didn't watch it?
3: No, I've heard of it.
0: Oh. I mean, it's. Uh. I don't know. I I just had a phase where I watched, like, a lot of anime because that was, like, all I did. Um, And so I just have a wealth of knowledge about anime now. (laughs) Um, For better or worse. Which is fine. Um, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I know enough about it that I, like... You know, like, oh, like, yeah, I know that director, or, like, that, you know what I mean? Like, that mm. kind of knowledge, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um,
5: yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good animes out there.
0: Yes, there are. Oh, my goodness. Anybody, anybody watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes? Nope. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Yeah?
5: I already watched I anime. Mean.
0: <laughs> Did anybody say yes? Or did I just make that up? Did I just make that
1: up? I think you're hallucinating. Yeah,
0: probably. (laughs) Okay, never mind. Um, Doesn't matter. Um. Uh,
5: What you were talking about with, uh, like, people choosing, like, what's most important to them personally, Mm -hmm. I remember a story. uh, I don't know if it's true or not, because it's one of those stories that I can see people kind of making up. Yeah. uh, uh, But... It was, like, this guy out fishing with his son and his friend. hmm um, And then something happened. You know, I don't actually know what happened, and now I think about it. It probably is a fake story, but anyway. <laughs> uh, for some reason, the son and his friend end up drowning, or, like, nearly drowning. And then the guy, the dad, like, saves the son's friend and not his son, because he was, like... Uh, and this is the bit especially that makes me think it's, like, it's because... Uh, the guy was a Christian and his son was a Christian, so it's like, "Well, my son's going to go to heaven, and then his son's friend uh, probably won't, so I got to save the son's friend." Yeah. Um, mm. I wonder if people actually behave like that.
6: Wait, 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 wait! wait. Wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want to let your son drown so because he'll go to heaven,
5: and then you want to save the other one?
3: That's what right. You're
5: that's yes, yeah, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I. I just got yeah. here, so.
0: Okay. Yeah, no. We're we're on on a huge tangent. Um actually it's not even a tangent. Uh, no, that, we've just completely that, that, that gone. Huge
6: away. tangent is normal for this late in the session.
0: Yes. Um yeah. but um I'll be I, okay. I now we get to have the fun question. I mean, if if you how difficult do you think it would be to make the decision between say you know killing a loved one and killing a random person slash killing a group of people slash maybe you know an entire nation or something um how difficult is that decision Mm -hmm. for you guys to make is there a clear answer do you know what you do do you not know what you do
6: i think it would be one of those decisions that's extremely painful but extremely easy to make Okay. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah. So, what what would you do?
6: I mean, unless I have some reason to believe that, like, all of the other people are all like convicted child rapists.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would, you would, you would sacrifice your loved one.
6: If it's just between one person um, and my loved one, then I would probably just go what for the loved one
0: automatically. I mean, I, you like don't. I'm guessing. Do you have children? You probably don't.
6: Well, uh, not only do I not have children I will never have children and think oh. It's kind of a shitty thing to do
0: Oh, antinatalism <laughs> is cringe Ugh.
6: It, You know what It is super okay. fucking cringe It is super fucking cringe I get it, it took so, I have a friend who took so fucking long to convince me of it And I would have been convinced so much earlier If I didn't also think it was cringe But like, fucking Just because I think it's cringe doesn't mean I think it's wrong
0: I think it's wrong I I think that, well, we, we don't have to. We, we can answer the first question. We can get back to this second one. What's the first Wait, question? The, the first question you? is basically, no, what well, you answered, like, would you, like, oh, if you right, had a loved Because I was going to say, like, oh, what if it was your child?
5: No. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. like I'm, I'm thinking of my partner with it.
6: If I have a child, it's by accident. I'm going to take the opportunity to get rid of them.
0: Oh, my God.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not funny.
6: Fucking, I thought I was being a funny edged lord. Somebody else
4: laughed. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, also, oh, oh. I'm also very anti-kid. You know what? I do not like children. You know what, though?
0: I thought well, I thought you meant, like, honestly, what I heard, and I realize now you were talking about, like, sac- take the opportunity to get rid of them in the sacrifice situation. I thought you were saying, like, oh, if I accidentally take a kid, I take the opportunity to, like, abort them. Like, that's how I interpreted that. Like, oh, yeah, let's just abort. If oh. I have a kid, abort them right away. And I was like, I was oh. But I was like... I, well, anyways,
6: it doesn't matter. I, you're right. I should have phrased it as a postnatal abortion. Yeah,
0: but uh, <laughs> abortion is immoral. Okay, sorry. Sure. Um, <laughs> that's another.
5: Actually, since you since you think that, that's an interesting one. Um, like, if you're, well, I guess you're a woman, but so i say like, yes. Uh, I am.
0: Don't I'm, worry.
5: I guess so. <laughs> but like, if someone's partner was pregnant. uh... And it was, like, fairly certain that they'd die for whatever reason, giving birth or carrying the pregnancy. Like, should they get an abortion or not?
0: Okay, so here's how I feel about that shit. So, um... It is always... Or if, if the, if, if the mother that? will die from the pregnancy, but the baby might survive, and if in order to... Can sure the mother's survival you had to abort the baby it is not exactly
3: mm.
0: immoral to have the abortion but i wouldn't say it's moral either i would say it's like eh you know like the mother like I, I, because it's better to have like the mother i i would say it's it just it's not moral it's just it's it's not mm. immoral to have the abortion is what i would say but I wouldn't say it's the right decision mm-hmm. to save the mother, um, but if, for instance, if the, both the mother and the baby would die, it's obviously moral to have the abortion because there's no winning if you don't have it. Um, I guess. So if, I
5: if your life if your life was threatened with a pregnancy, uh, you would do what suits you personally. Wait, so you're a anyway. consequentialist unless it feels bad?
0: So I'm what?
5: You're a
6: consequentialist unless it feels bad?
0: No, 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 no. Not,
6: wait, fucking,
0: here's wait, wait, the thing. Wait, wait, how did I say I'm a consequentialist until it feels fucking,
6: bad? No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, you kind of make the broad statement that abortion is wrong, but then you lay out the situations where you think that the harm caused by not getting an abortion is greater than the harm caused by getting an abortion. So it seems like you're kind of...
0: Well, here's, like I, I, guess, I guess, I guess what that. I would say is, okay, here's, I guess what I would say. It is always wrong to kill something. And having an abortion is killing something. But but the thing is, sometimes um, killing something, you know, makes sense, I guess. It's justifiable, you know? So it
6: can be wrong to do the thing that is best.
0: It can be immoral to do the thing that is
6: best. So there can be a situation where the right decision is also wrong.
0: No, there can be a decision where it is justified to do something immoral.
6: If something immoral, if something is immoral, that means it's wrong, right? Are, are we on the same page here? Hmm.
0: I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, maybe that just makes me weird, but like, I feel like, um, I'd have to think about that for some reason. I'm thinking that just because doing something immoral doesn't make it wrong, but that mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Um, but I, I, there's some distinction in my mind. Well, okay. Presumably
6: the point of morality is to help you guide your actions, which means that when you make when you make statements like X is moral or X is immoral, you're making statements like you shouldn't do X or you should do X.
1: So, so like you know, X is right versus X is wrong is kind of yeah, so the same kind of idea. Yeah. If you're
0: saying something immoral is also
6: okay to do, then your idea of morality doesn't really hold very much
0: weight. I mean, I would say my idea of morality probably doesn't hold much weight. My idea of morality is really fucking weird. <laughs> so... <laughs>
5: Couldn't it? Couldn't it also be that there are multiple moral considerations and the weighing against them is enough oh. that you can leave it up to the subject?
0: Yeah, Gal, I like... I think, thank <coughs> you. There are multiple moral considerations. So, like, in isolation, uh, abortion is always immoral. Like, that act in itself is also mm-hmm. immoral. But also, just, like, forcing a mother to... Allowing a mother to die when she could be saved is also immoral, too. And so there's okay, like,
6: okay, so if you went out of your way to have abortions, that would be wrong. Yes. But there are situations where abortions are okay with other things waiting on them.
3: Well,
1: I mean, I don't understand why any sane actor would purposely seek out uh, doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no,
6: no, no, no it, it's just...
0: Well, I'm just saying, for instance, like, having an abortion just because you don't want the kid is...
6: Well, but if you don't want the kid, that means the kid's probably going to have a shitty life. Not necessarily,
0: a and a shitty life is better than no life at all.
6: Um I would I would definitely disagree. With I know you would disagree
0: that with that. that. I know you would disagree with that because I, I have this belief that the potential for good in life it justifies actual suffering in life.
6: Um I know. Kind of, uh, wait, then what if somebody has what if you just take like a dice roll? What, what if there's a baby, okay? Mm-hmm. What if there's a baby? And you say, we need to decide if we need to abort this baby. When this baby is born, we're going to roll a 100-sided die, um, or I guess two 10-sided dice. And um, if it comes up to a 1, this baby will be happy. And if it comes up to a 9, or sorry, to anything else, I mean, then they're going to live a normal length life but be literally tortured the entire time. Okay.
0: Okay. You see, the problem is you're getting too far away from reality.
1: Okay. No, but still. No, no. The yeah. point is to the point is to uh, show the extreme fringe case, and then uh, slowly start moving closer to reality. But by establishing that the fringe case, this option is the correct choice, and then starting to see that the fringe case actually isn't all that detached. That's the yeah. point of what he's trying to do. Assuming that. Um, what I'm thinking yeah. is. The other point of doing cases like this
0: is Okay, okay, so okay, I get it. I get the point of to... cases like yeah. this. Okay, just go with the case. Go back to the case. <laughs>
6: yeah. The other thing is that it's possible for you to disagree with me on this. It's possible for you to say yes because there's the potential for happiness. Yeah, so
0: please, so please, so please explain your case again. I'm sorry. I am.
6: Okay. Um, you roll a number between 1 and 100. Um, mm-hmm. if it's a 1, they're perfectly happy. Otherwise, somebody dedicates um, like you have a team of people through through this kids entire life um, dedicated to causing as much suffering as possible for them. So mm-hmm. there's a 1% chance that there won't be a team of people dedicated to causing as much suffering as possible for them. I mean, is that actual a justification for their life?
0: If yes, not, then it is. Yeah. I mean, which sucks, but it just, it is because, and I, I want to, and I want to say why I don't like your example, because, um, I, I, this is just my observation of real life. Uh, you know most of life is pretty average, right but and and then for some people, most of life is really shitty a lot of the time, but every once in a while, and I think this happens to most people I, I mean I maybe not everybody, but I, I don't know. it seems to me like most people might have at least one moment in their life which is so amazing that it just, you feel like, wow, life's worth it, man. Just because of this one isolated moment, and you have in that moment, and you think, like, you know what? Like, yeah, like, this is important. Like, there's something important about life. There's something important about being able to experience this moment. It's so important that the rest of it is all worth it just for that one moment. And it doesn't make any logical sense, because it's just, like, a it's just a stop little snippet but for some reason that little smidgen, you know, of just pure meaning and 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 importance and significance and um it just justifies the rest of your life. And I feel okay, like an so entire life of misery is worth experiencing that one nugget of like
6: All right, if that's true, then I think I've figured something important out. Um I think that the logical consequence of this position, mm-hmm. Is that we need to be having as many? Babies yes,
0: yes, as yes, yes. No, wait, the thing
6: is,
3: wait. yeah. We need,
6: wait, let me finish talking. We need to be having as many babies <laughs> as possible, and optimizing their lives so that they suffer as much as possible, so that we only have to give them a little amount of pleasure in order for them okay, to feel well, that.
0: First okay. of first all, <laughs> that's the utilitarian. <laughs> way of doing it i guess but that's no, I, I not
1: very utilitarian. i think
0: okay whatever <laughs> whatever it's a very calculating way of doing it but i just i do want to say i did have the thought that like because i think that oh wait like if i believe this should i be happy because like i think life is inherently valuable like the more life the better and i was like wait does this mean like i should just be having as many kids as possible and like i'm still not sure about the answer to that i mean i know like i don't want to have as many kids as possible i want to have kids and I want to have, you know, maybe a couple more than average, but I don't think I want to just constantly be churning out babies.
4: Um, you don't want to be a Dugger.
0: I don't know what that
4: <laughs> is. It's just it's a like kid. conservative family that has like 19 kids.
0: You well, yeah,
6: here's the problem. You don't, you don't 19 want to earn babies, kids. but your position states that churning out babies would be the right thing to do. So you should.
0: Well, I, I'm think I have to think about it. I, I, look, I have to think about it. Um, but I, I, I do. I mean, I, it doesn't. Like, I, I may have to reevaluate. You know, there's a difference between saying that, like, it is better to have more life, and that. Like, oh, does that
6: mean? Does that also mean rape is okay as long as he doesn't work upon them?
0: No, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, And it doesn't mean that it's it's totally fine to have sex that's non-reproductive. Like, it's more just about once a of, life exists, it should be they, allowed like, to continue.
5: Right. They were barely
0: they oh my have god. A child anymore, oh my god, okay, whatever. It, yeah,
5: if it's about if it's about okay. life that already exists, then yeah, the, like, the point why, is why, is, why would there be in this?
0: Sense.
5: like,
6: you can have a neutral position on it. I do think that's a reasonable thing to say. But like, or at least some reasonable. But, like, I don't think that, like, positive nat- a positive natalist attitude makes any sense. I think it leads to completely wacky conclusions every time. No
1: matter how you try to construct it. Yeah, honestly. I have a, I guess, neutral idea that life is inherently not good nor bad. It's, like, the product of the surroundings in which it's built up. So if you are going to be born and you are going to have absolutely shit conditions and just have shit material conditions, I guess I want to say. I'm Sorry, I had to say it. But anyways, I would feel that in that case life would potentially be negative. But if it's positive circumstances, then yeah. I don't really think I don't like this idea of prescribing that it's good or bad. I feel that that's not nuanced enough and doesn't really describe how life is.
0: I mean, I also just think part of it is we can't know. Like you can say like, "Oh, like if it's bad, life is bad if the person has bad material conditions." But like, you can't know the future of a person's life. They might start out with a shit life, but like, it might become amazing later on. Like, you can't. Well, yeah, you can't
6: know the future of a person's life, which is why even if it looks like it'll be good, you shouldn't have children because it's, there's a pretty good chance it's going to be bad, like really awful at once,
0: like deeply awful. I just wait the potential for good as always being more like, like the potential for good is just enough. It's sufficient for me.
1: I mean, the potential for good is important, but it's not, but it's not like you should completely uh, justify anything just because there's potential for good. That's the only problem with that kind of argument to me, at least.
0: Um, It's less about justifying anything, but more about saying like any life is worth preserving no matter what. Um, if it, there's, like, because it has the potential for good. Rather
3: oh, than- yeah.
6: Okay, so I, I kind of see where you're coming from. It seems like, uh, it seems like you're also trying to fight back against the possibility that anti-Natalism might devolve into, like, omni-genocidalism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, yes.
6: Um, I'll admit that is kind of a concern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. If,
5: um... If life is like really gonna be bad and stuff, should we not leave that to people's own discretion? Yeah, I would agree. Like, if if they want to kill themselves, they can do that.
1: I'm going to be honest. I feel that they should be allowed to, but every attempt to prevent them, not like physically prevent them, but mentally prevent them, should be done. You get what I mean, right?
3: Well, here's what yeah. I think.
0: If I, I don't necessarily want, like, some kind of... I mean, I'm it's fairly anarchist like or libertarian or whatever, but I don't necessarily want some big, like, state whatever effort to make sure people don't kill themselves, but I can tell you for sure the people in my life, like, I'm going to do everything I fucking can to prevent that from happening. Like, fuck that. Like, I do not want the people in my life to kill themselves. Like, I really don't want that to happen. I really would prefer to avoid that. Um, But I don't necessarily want, you know, a state somehow trying to control people and, like, quote-unquote protect people from themselves. Um, Same way with, like, abortion. mm -hmm. Like, I don't want it to be illegal, but I think it's wrong. Like, I Mm -hmm. I think people should be able to make that choice, even though I hate that. But I I
3: don't. Here's an
6: interesting question. How wrong do you think it is? Like on a, on a scale of lying to somebody in a way that pro- they probably won't find out and is probably going to be fine, to like actual literal genocide.
0: <laughs> so I think it's not as bad as murder of a you know human, but like but like at least up into up through up through like we'll say I don't hate giving cutoffs, but like up through the sixth month of pregnancy, you know, it's less than murder. I would say. Mm. Okay. After that, it's murder. But that's that's just a line I'm drawing arbitrarily kind of, but like that's how I think about it.
5: Okay, here's a question. I would say two months what? after birth.
2: How
6: bad is it?
0: <laughs> Do you say two How months bad? after birth?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How bad is it then
6: if you have sex and then the next night you somehow get rid of the zygote? Is zygote the right word? I think it's not a zygote yet. Um, no, I, I don't
1: know, but we
0: know zygote, what you Zygote about. is when the egg and the sperm meet. And that may not happen. That might not happen the next day. It might take two days.
4: Yeah. Okay. Let's say it could could take take, like a week or something, right?
0: Uh, that's. I think like the the egg is in the tubes for a week, I believe, but the sperm takes like two to three days to swim up there.
4: Okay.
6: Let's say you have got a little microscope up in there, and you wait for the egg and the sperm to meet, and then you go (laughs) kill it. Is that bad? Yeah, it's bad. Okay, got it. Um I
5: think hey, at least it's
1: a consistent standpoint. I, I, think,
6: <laughs> I think probably spending all of that time at church has legitimately like hurt your idea <laughs> of reality a little bit.
0: I didn't say it was I didn't say it's the same as killing a three month old fetus, I just said it's bad.
6: Yeah, no, I think that's about as bad as like
5: putting a patch of grass in acid. Yeah, I kinda I kinda get Uncomfortable with that because, um, I don't know, it feels like you're applying human value to, uh, certain characteristics that exist in spectrum. Um, and to me, it kind of feels like you can then, or people could move on to devaluing the life of, say, like severely disabled people and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I'd say, like, uh, it gets more morally incorrect the further down in development you go, but like, That doesn't necessarily mean that I can put a cutoff point because it's completely subjective to the person when they think that it is morally wrong. You get what I mean, right?
2: Yeah, I get
6: what you're saying, and I think that in order for, in order to wrong somebody, in order to do something which is wrong, you have to violate somebody's. I'm going to get straight into my actual moral philosophy here and say you have to violate somebody's preferences in order to do something
3: here's,
0: which is wrong. Here's something, I, I mean, part of, and I have to maybe give more thought on it, but I, I value potentialities, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I do think that the potential to become a person is inherently valuable. Like, it's not just, like, a potentiality isn't meaningless. Um, It has, it's not equal to something that is currently actual, but it's not unreal. Like, it's still a real, to me.
5: Um,
1: Not nearly to the extent that you believe that. I feel that there's a definite fallacy to be had to uh, strongly believing that something that has the potential to be something is almost equal to that something. And I agree that that definitely does exist to some degree, but the way I believe it is not anywhere near the degree of what you believe it.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess I just think... I mean, I just think about me personally, you know. And and I mean, its I, I do immoral things. I do things that I think are immoral sometimes, and I can see myself... Possibly, if I got pregnant right now, I'd be like, oh, well, I don't actually want to deal with that and getting an abortion, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think I would. I think I would feel like if I just, like, even if I found out, like, let's say I could, if, let's say, like, there was a sensation of, like, knowing when a zygote formed in your body and, like, I had that sensation, so I just knew there was a zygote and it was only a zygote. I would feel Mm -hmm. like it was wrong to get rid of it. Like, maybe I would still do it if I really felt like it was that inconvenient to me, but I would feel like it was wrong. Like there was something wrong about it. Like, I wouldn't feel like it was just, oh, nothing, like it would feel wrong. And I think I would feel very, very, very guilty if I went through it. Like, I think I would have to deal with some guilt over that thinking about, oh, I could have had this, this life, this person could have been, but I snuffed it out before it even had a chance.
1: I'm going to be honest, what I believe is in no way contradictory for you uh, personally having those beliefs, because I see nothing wrong with people independently coming up with those decisions for themselves. Because I don't believe uh, morality is transcendent. I believe everyone has a different view of morality. You know what I mean, right?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just kind of foolish to say... Okay, well, this is immoral, and this is immoral no matter well, what. Well, that's what I'm saying. When
0: I say I think something's immoral, I don't think I, I, I don't think it's some objective standard for morality. I'm just saying what I feel is immoral.
1: Oh, and I don't have any conflicts with uh, you believing personally that something else is moral. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. Well, I mean, on a personal <laughs> level, I disagree with it, The some of your notions of morality, but at the end of the day, it's not conflicting with my worldview, if that makes sense. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah,
1: it does. I mean, if other people just having different
6: views conflicted with your worldview, you'd be in trouble.
4: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what the fundamentalists get in trouble with? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, this person is just kind of living their life. We should, like, fuck, tell them to fuck off.
0: Are you talking about, like, <laughs> Christian fundamentalists? Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, I think... In, the,
0: yeah, I mean, I think in general though, like, of course there are the, the, the aggressive, angry Christians who try to force people to do things, but that's not... I mean the more true fundamentalism, I, I as I interpret it. it,
1: doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. That's not real fundamentalism.
0: No, no, but I'm serious. I mean, like, from, like, the <laughs> yeah. way I... The, from the people I've talked to who are fundamentalist Christians, like, all of them, and maybe it's just... It's not any of the kind of thing where they feel the need to yeah. force anybody to do anything. It's just...
1: Yeah, I understand what you mean. I'm just making a say. shitty FS joke. Well, I'm at it. Wouldn't they real vote for, like, real American
5: legislation?
0: Oh, I, I am totally. I think that abortion should be legal because I also don't think that there should be laws. But <laughs> I, no, I mean I, I think that as much freedom as possible. But I, yeah, I,
5: but like fundamentalists would vote for legislation.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they or would, and that's sorry.
0: fine. I mean, I'd be fine with that. I mean, I mean, I, I if I had the choice, you know. I would not want that to be a law, but like.
5: They, so isn't that them doing the "fuck you" thing? Doing the what? Oh, wait, like that's them impact, like going out of their way to impact other people's lives.
0: I mean, it is, I guess. I mean, because I think I inherently think that uh, the government itself and having laws restricting personal freedoms are like. They're inherently problematic on their own. Uh, no matter what, they're stopping you from doing. Um, Interesting.
6: So... Oh. um Wait. Okay. Even as, like, an unironic and calm, I actually don't think I agree with you on
0: that one. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I, 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 I've been having this debate recently... Um, about because for a moment there i was like oh i don't want there to be any rules at all i want people to mm-hmm. engage like like the the largest governing body should be the individual like we don't need like and, and like when i say rules i mean I, there shouldn't be formalized rules like leave everything up to individual judgment and like, commu- like ev- take like everything on a case-by-case basis you know, you don't need a system. You just need people talking and working things out together. And, like, maybe you could, like, figure out, like, describe, like, oh, this community, whenever they encounter this problem, they usually resolve it this way. Or they don't like this type of behavior. Like, you could describe rules okay. that they tend to follow. But I think that prescribing rules intentionally from the beginning, at least I was thinking this. I don't want it. I was thinking that I wouldn't want to do that. I, I don't know anymore. Maybe rules well, aren't inherently I, I, bad, but I, I don't I, know. I, I think the trivial
6: mm-hmm. trivial counterexample is that you need rules to stop rules from popping up if you think they're bad, like un, unambiguously. Does that make sense? I mean, because otherwise you're maybe. going to have people in positions of power who um, who try to leverage that power to violate other people's personal freedoms. Um, and so then you might as well start having, um, you, you might as well start thinking of a different word, different word to use than
1: rules, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: Because the way, the way I imagine rules, is not like some higher body comes down and says, okay, you must do this. How I imagine rules should work where, uh, the individual has a healthy relationship with the rules would be for, a some sort of direct democracy in lower levels, where uh, basically the individuals are able to concede on different points that they all want to see, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that the sure. rules are guidelines and where the individual's morality crosses over. Look, Instead look, of prescribing the rules on the morality, the morality of the individuals prescribes the rules, if look, that makes no, sense. No,
0: and I, like I said, I, I, I was... I'm not sure if I actually just yeah, said all fine, the rules, but I, 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 what I, I hate, I, and I do think—I mean, it's not to say that we shouldn't have rules at all—but I, I do not like formalized systems. Like, I, I hate bureaucracy. I hate.
3: Yeah, I
1: think that's an unhealthy relationship with rules and laws. Yeah,
0: um, but
6: um, I, I do think I, I was proposing earlier a different word or term, and um, I think that you probably all heard this one ad nauseum. And I think that the thing that's at the heart of all this is uh, a desire to eliminate unjust hierarchy.
1: Ugh. Based. You know, wow. like,
0: hierarchy isn't inherently bad. And I know you say no, unjust hierarchy, but, like, I, I just, you know. Also, honestly, like, justice. We
6: was just talking a second ago about how to construct a just hierarchy.
0: Like, justice, like. I don't even know what justice is,
3: honestly.
0: <laughs> like, justice cannot yeah. exist outside of a well, formal system.
3: Unjust yeah.
6: is great. I don't word yeah. way to put it. All, all I mean by unjust here is the shitty ones.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah,
6: I mean... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not appealing to some great high idea of justice. It just It's just a good way to word it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I just like to call attention to the fact that People use justice to make it seem like something is special in some way, but justice is just, I, I don't, I am distrustful of that, of that concept of justice.
6: The, the, the elimination of shit hierarchies.
0: Sure. I, I, I like that better, honestly. That's fine. Um, to me. Preferable. Um. I'm still uh, stuck because we didn't fin- have everybody go through and answer the question of if they would kill their loved one or let's say have fun, a nation if they had to choose, or they like, could say a city. If they have to, if you if you if you had the choice between saving a loved one and like it can be kids or uh, a romantic partner, so, uh, whatever mm. is most valuable to you. Like imagine the most important person in your world or the person you'd most want to protect. Versus uh, that individual, versus a uh, small city of people.
5: My, um, I would
1: save my mom and nuke the shit out of the Vatican City.
0: It can't be j- the Vatican. City. Yeah, but uh, how about how about any other city? That's
4: a good
1: point. Do, do we get to choose which city?
4: No.
0: <laughs> in fact, in fact. Okay,
4: you- goodbye, Pyongyang. Oh,
0: my. Do, I to,
6: do I get to choose which mom? Ooh.
0: Here's a fun question. If you had to kill so uh I guess uh, uh, well uh assume assuming you have multiple parents. Uh if you had to kill one or the other. If you were like told oh, you have to kill, if you had to make a decision between killing like yeah, if you it was it was basically you have to choose one to save or they both die. How
5: would that go for you? I would, I would have, are they are they watching you make the decision?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> them talk it out first to see if they can no, make a decision.
0: No, no, they, You can't. You okay. Can't if they if
1: they can't make a decision on it, I'd flip a coin.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: It would make it, it would. I know it wouldn't fundamentally change the outcome. It would just make me feel less responsible. If that makes any well, that's sense. That's
0: very wow. I,
1: mean,
6: I, I do think that's the utilitarian thing to do.
1: I'm not a utilitarian, though. I just don't want to. I just wouldn't want to have that resting on my consciousness that I choose one over the other for the rest of my life.
0: I I know who I choose, (laughs) and I (laughs) love. love,
1: That's because I personally have a healthy relationship. No, I love both both of my
0: parents. No, I love both of my parents. Um, It's not an issue of that. It's just I know. uh, For instance, my one uh, parent, she, my mom. I don't know why I was trying to say not saying she was my mom. My mom, uh, <laughs> like, she would want me to save my dad. Uh, they're not, they're actually not even mm-hmm. together anymore, but I just know she would want that, and so that's why I would, I mean, I would I would do that. Also, I, yeah, that's what I would do.
1: Yeah, that's would a very different situation from mine, and I see why you would choose that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um,
6: All right, so for the for the shit context here, I have a really easy answer to this question. Okay. Um, fucking, man, the chat always goes quiet after I say this if I ever have a reason to, but I'm pretty comfortable with it, so don't fucking worry about it. Comfortable is a weird word to use. It's not exactly that. Fucking, so my biological father is in prison. Both my parents are alive. My biological father is in prison for murdering my stepmother, and I do not talk to him anymore. Oh, shit. shit. So- That's
0: pretty intense,
3: dude.
4: It is I mean, pretty, yeah, it, it, pretty intense.
1: I mean that's pretty shitty. Unless this is the question you're trying to answer, and then it's actually a really good <laughs> thing.
3: yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I if I ever
6: if I ever run into this situation, I'll be like,
1: hey,
6: <laughs> murdered that.
0: Yeah. Wow,
5: that's true. so convenient. It is. Glad it <laughs> happened.
0: Mm-hmm. It well worked out. Okay, but wait, wait, we we it uh,
5: worked uh,
6: out. <laughs> Maybe god got real. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so so let's go. We have to work our way up because Samia has answered both questions. So to dream. Now has to answer both questions.
5: What's the first?
0: Wait. The first is like a loved one, like basically the person most important to you in the entire world. It could be a, your kids, your your husband or your wife or your partner, or it could be a close – like whoever you imagine to be the cl- most important to you person to you in the entire world, whether that be right now or in the future, you know, uh, versus think, bombing a city. I think – Killing the, uh, and like, like, letting the loved one survive
1: would just be selfish. Yeah. <laughs> Why should I want to be selfish?
3: Okay. And mm. the
1: other one, I, um,
0: I mean, the other parent will see you, and um,
4: kill the, the other one. And, <coughs> I mean, no, I flip you. the
0: coin.
6: Don't don't
0: worry about it. I would I would also go with um like if they can see me flip the coin. That you guys are takes pussies. A you guys are me. pussies. Even you know what honestly, even if even <laughs> if my mom wouldn't wouldn't like want me to choose my dad, like I would still I would still know which one I cared more about and would choose that one. Because, yeah. because, and not because, I'm not proud of that fact, but the reality of the situation is, like, we have people we like more than others, people we're closer to more than others, and, and I, I face that head on, you pussies want to flip that coin? Fuck that shit! Oh yeah,
1: wait, listen, listen, absolutely, <laughs> I understand <laughs> so. that, and there are people that I personally care about more than others, I'm not denying that, I just feel that the, I like both of mine pretty equally,
0: Okay. Then I mean,
1: there's some scenarios in which I would prefer one over the other, but I'd say with both of them, it's about equal. And to me, the weight on my consciousness of choosing one uh, would be worse than potentially uh, any slight difference between them, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I would want to bear that responsibility on my shoulders. Like, I wouldn't want to just, like... Like I'd, want, like, I'd feel guiltier if I flipped a coin and did it because I'd feel like then I was trying to push off responsibility. Like, I'd feel like if I was going to make that choice and do that, I'd need to face it head on.
1: Well, I mean, because the thing, though, is that it's already out of my agency, per se, to uh, not do anything and not hurt anyone because that choice has already been made for me. It's obvious that the it's, I mean, no matter how you look at it, if you're forced into a situation like that, unless you're a selfish fuck who doesn't want to have any responsibility at all, you're going to have to choose one or the other.
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I mean, right?
3: Yeah.
1: So, your your agency is already taken away from you. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I just want to minimize my individual responsibility in it for my Pussy. guilt, I guess. Pussy? Yes, precisely.
0: I would not want to minimize it. I would want to have it etched into my soul as deep as possible because I know what I'm doing is fucked up.
1: Well, I wouldn't want to maximize suffering for anyone, so It's no. not
0: maximizing suffering, it's just maximizing, like, awareness of self-responsibility. Like, I'm not well, it try would try make me suffer, off. so. I guess. I'd rather suffer than try to shirk responsibility. If I chose my mom, wouldn't she hate me for killing my dad?
3: Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, that's the thing. If willingly choosing one would put you on terrible stands with the other, assuming that your relationship with with both is healthy and their relationship is healthy. I don't know.
0: I feel like it wouldn't because I feel like they'd probably understand. Like, unless you couldn't tell them what happened, but if, like, you explain the situation to them, they'd probably understand.
6: Yeah, no, I think that... I think probably that if your relationship is, like, surface-level good with them, then that it could hurt your relationship seriously. But if it's, like, really good with them,
1: then they don't. Yeah, that's what what I'm trying to get at. If their relationship is healthy and your relationship with both of them is healthy, uh, I'd say flipping a coin is the best answer just because it's the most understandable. But if you were to choose one uh, one over the other, and you made the other person aware that you chose them over the other person... And their relationship with the person who died is healthy, then obviously they're going to be pissed at you. They're going to wonder, why did you choose me? You get what I mean, right? But if you flip a coin, it's no longer about that. You're no longer choosing one over the other. It's just that you were forced into an uncomfortable situation. And you did what I'd you almost, considered to be the least bad. For the I'd possible. almost rather right.
0: have them be able to place their blame on me rather than to feel like, oh, they just flipped the coin. And I happen to live. I almost feel like that's worse. Like at least, like if but, I. I mean,
1: didn't, like it isn't your responsibility in the first. No, place. it isn't.
0: But like, if you think about it from a psychological,
1: the if you think is about, you think about it from
0: the psychological perspective of the parents and like, like you, you, you and your 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 partner, and like you are in love with your partner and you have a kid and your kid kills your partner and saves you. And like you, that you you would probably feel so fucking awful about the fact that you lost your partner. And like, maybe you'd have some resentment towards your kid. If they flip the coin, maybe you could say like, Oh yeah, then they would have less resentment towards the kid in general. But then there'd be like, nowhere to place that blame like it would just be like oh just for no fucking reason at all except for chance i live and my partner died this sucks i wish my partner survived whereas if the child just chose you over the other one at the very least like there's a target you know it wasn't just so, random so chance. you're
1: saying it's better because they have a scapegoat yeah okay fair enough and also uh, another thing i just realized right is that how similar this problem this problem has an equal counterpart Okay. Both of them are going to die and you have the resources to save one. Yeah. I feel like if you put it in that scenario, it becomes a different problem, don't you think? Even though it literally is the exact same thing. Does that make sense? And I feel like my, different answer, different my answer my answer well, to that second problem would be the same. And yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if no. this is no. like some sort of logical fallacy, but to me that means that, like, I'm not just basing this fully off emotions and, like, the kind of energy, I guess, if I want to use a cringy word like that, I get from the worrying of the first problem. Does I think, that make sense? Okay.
6: I think yeah. to a proper consequentialist, these questions are not the same. I think that it, it's only the case from a naive sense of consequentialism, and the reason I think that is because they feel differently. Um, I think that how something feels to people does affect how they suffer for it, and as a result, that could be enough to change the outcome.
3: Yeah.
1: To me, the fact that uh, I feel the uh, same way, and the, what I would do, even though I feel different like emotions from each question, to me, I that makes my, que- my answer to it feel more justified. I don't know if it actually does or not, it just makes me feel more justified about it, I'm saying once again. Yeah, that's fair.
6: I have also considered the possibility, like, uh, fucking... My mom's had a lot of mental health issues in the past, so if it, if you put it between my mom and my stepfather, I think the moral answer might be do nothing and let both die. <laughs> Whoa. Like, <laughs> fucking... Hard. Damn, Like, uh, I think probably driving somebody to suicide is worse than murder, so... Potentially, yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's complicated. Even yeah, is, I think that I think the specifics of each person involved, since you know each one quite well, makes these questions really complicated. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: For example, if it were just uh, chill random person" or chill random person," that doesn't have any. That doesn't have any meaning. That's fair. That's an I, obvious. I, I, I do you think a random is, person because do you don't want two like
6: random. I think the fact that this question is different for each person actually is useful, though, because it lets us discuss very varying situations.
3: Yeah. I think
1: the question as a whole is useless, but I think the meaning behind why our answers are so different is not any way useless. Yeah. That
0: well, sense? that's the whole point. The, question, the point is not to know the answer to the question. The point is to make you consider what informs your decision making. In- um,
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm just repeating that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's
0: one, fucking- Okay, we haven't even- we part- haven't even gone through everybody to let them all answer the question.
1: We've already pointed out okay. that the fact that answering the question is pointless.
0: No, but- no, but we, no, but be, we want we need everybody to go through and answer, okay? Right. I, I
1: didn't
6: realize we
0: hadn't gotten through everybody. Like we that. had not said I- A Riemann. I mean- Oh, but Riemann, uh, have you- have Yeah, you yeah
1: I was- I was the one who said flip the coin. Yeah, yeah. I was the first one but to do that. The,
0: what about the bomb versus saving your most loved one?
1: Huh? What do you? Oh, the bomb? Yeah, bomb on uh, a city
0: versus saving your most loved one.
1: Uh, I'd go with the, uh, bomb. Actually, no, I'd go with, wait. Wait, so bomb means nuking the city and saving the yeah. one. Yeah. And then, uh, okay. I'd kill the loved one just because I know that, uh, she'd be extraordinarily pissed off at me and never look at me the same way.
3: Okay.
0: That's fair.
1: Because, Trusted with them too. If I'm being honest with you, okay. I still would if, do the same. Okay, what thing. if they
0: wouldn't know that you did it?
1: Yeah, I would still, I still do the. I would still do the same thing because I would tell them. There's no way I wouldn't tell them after all that time. Okay. What if, what if we like? What if you? What if we did that and then immediately killed you, so you couldn't tell them
6: why it happened? What would Ooh. what would your decision be then?
1: Uh, same thing because it's also like literally a city worth of people. Okay, I'm just making sure.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that was your only reason.
1: <laughs> no, that, that isn't my only reason, but I figure it's a lot more interesting of a reason than just saying, oh, it's a literal city worth of a people, and it makes me sound like less of a utilitarian dumbass.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: <laughs> if you are a utilitarian dumbass... I'm not. Can... Thank God. If you're not a utilitarian dumbass, then where, what motivates your answer, then, um, to the second part, which is you're killed immediately after. Well,
1: I mean Because like If I In any other case that I didn't die I wouldn't do it So why would me dying Make me change my answer Because your original Your original justification Oh yeah that's true, that's true. But like I mean I just wouldn't I wouldn't be able to justify it To be honest with you You know
3: There's no way
1: to justify the entire city going down for one person. I understand that that is a utilitarian argument, but I wouldn't say the same thing for, like, a smaller case. You get what I mean, right? Utilitarianism at a face value is completely stupid, but I do believe that some of the notions behind utilitarianism do make sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's
6: an interesting perspective. It shouldn't Stupid be taken... a very strong word to use.
1: Well, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think utilitarianism should be taken at its face value, but I think, uh, some of the ideas like, okay, maybe killing a hundred people to save one isn't the best idea, makes sense.
6: Hmm. Like, what I think, hang mean?
1: on, what I'm trying to say is that utilitarianism makes sense at its extreme cases. Yeah. Is Wait, that,
6: what do you think of a case where
1: it doesn't make sense Uh, So, this is... I don't think it makes sense when you're talking about things like... Oh, this is a... I'm relating to a Twitter post I saw by uh, the Black Science... Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah, him. Uh, oh, I, I was about to say Black Science, man. He's a utilitarian <laughs> dumbass, basically.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I'm going mean, to be honest, I kind of forgot his name, I'm sorry. But anyways, I saw, like, a post of him that was like, oh, uh, why are we worried about mass shootings, dude? Because, like, way more people die of the flu every year. I think that's stupid, because different ways of dying are not equal just because you died. But that's a common utilitarian view. That that's a death is a that that isn't. That isn't? What the not hell? Not that's not that not 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 isn't? Because I've heard I've heard utilitarians make the argument that like a death is a death and that it doesn't really matter how it happens. Okay, well those are utilitarians who are shitty at thinking.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah that's, hang that's on. Not Maybe utilitarianism.
1: I I guess I guess my view of utilitarians are dumbass utilitarians. Yeah. But anyways, I heard that argument and I was like, no, that's stupid, because that's. Pre- does that answer your question, or yes. did I, like, kind of jump no, around it?
0: you answered it perfectly. Ozzy... You answered it,
1: and then I interrogated it.
0: Yes. Interrogated Okay. Me. Ozzy is next.
1: I, I, just, I just wasn't sure if I answered it good enough.
0: Ozzy is next.
1: Okay.
4: Hey, starting with the city versus the left one thing. Here, here's a question. How, where am I in relation to this city?
0: It's, you're not, it's... Like, is this... It's I'm, not oh, wait, your...
4: hang on. I'm really
1: sorry for interrupting you guys. I just wanted to say this before you got into it. I just realized I have to go and I'm sorry mm-hmm. to like kind of just put in my input and then just skedaddle, but I just now realized that I have to be somewhere in literal 15 minutes, so I wish we you guys good luck stuff. for the rest yeah. of your meeting.
0: It's all good.
1: Enjoy whatever you're doing 15 minutes from now.
0: <laughs> yep, sounds good. Yes. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye. Ozzy.
4: So this is like, so this is not gonna, because like, blowing up Chicago and blowing up Abu Dhabi are two very different things in relation to me personally.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, just a s uh, just how about this? It's going to be a city, you don't know which city it is, but it's not a city you live in or a city where you have any close friends.
5: Okay. Why does Chicago or
4: Abu Dhabi, mother. Um, Because (laughs) if we're we're doing it based on, like, personal relation versus, like, mathematical scale, like, I I would want to go to Chicago at one point, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Um. That is based. I don't even know what else to say. That is great.
4: I love mean, it. But like if if but I mean if
3: talking about like
4: if we're talking about like oh what matters to me versus what matters oh my matters god to
3: everyone Well so we it's, it's to up
4: to you. Distance,
0: it's up to you. I right? mean, but but I think uh
6: well, it's up to you if you talk about it, um, about what matters to you or what matters to everyone based on your
4: own moral philosophy. Yes, right? exactly. Hmm. I, suppose. I mean, I think I, I think no matter what, I would, like, save, I would probably save this city. Because Even
6: if it's Chicago?
4: No, <laughs> I would save the city. So yeah, it wouldn't matter. Whether what city it was, I just wanted to like get that out right. of the way. don't oh, know. Um,
0: even if it was Abu Dhabi, even if it was Cairo, even if it was uh, Pyongyang, Pyongyang.
4: Well, Pyongyang would be different because that would be like toppling a regime. I was, I was.
0: What if Kim Jong Un wasn't I mean, there?
4: Then you I mean, wait to it for a while. I mean, either way. Okay,
0: it doesn't matter. I mean, either way. <laughs>
4: Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I've, I'm kind of like there's there is a whole thing about like oh, it could be like militarily advantageous, advantageous for the city not to exist. and I'm just kind of yeah. I don't think yeah that's yeah. Like,
6: do I get to choose which city? Can I choose one in World War II Germany? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude, but, but honestly,
0: like, that's still fucked. Like it doesn't matter like where it is. Like innocent people are still gonna die no matter where it is.
2: Yeah, and there's yeah, like an entire yeah, culture yeah, to the World city. War II, You'd be
6: saving innocent people in that. If you chose the right time, at least.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about being able to go back in time and prevent events through the murder of an entire (laughs) civilian population. We are talking about a city now. We don't know Uh what they would contribute. They would have Yeah.
4: The thing that I would- the thing that leans me towards saving the city is that every city kind of like has its own culture and has its own like various stuff to it.
3: You're so boring. And getting rid of the city
4: would also get rid of bad stuff.
0: All of you are so boring.
4: Well, I don't know. What makes- what makes
6: that culture valuable in itself, right? It- it
4: makes it- that's- that's a good-
0: It's valuable because it's irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. You can only exist well, in that.
6: I, I would argue it is irreplaceable. Actually.
0: Wait, what? You. Would I, argue... I would argue
6: that culture that culture is irreplaceable. That's what I said. No.
0: It is irreplaceable. That's what oh, makes I it mi- so valuable.
5: I, I misheard. No, you. it is irreplaceable.
0: Yeah, that's, you. that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
5: No, what I'm saying is that it is irreplaceable.
0: That's what I'm saying. I misheard saying.
6: her, and you interpreted my, my mishearing as what actually happened. <laughs>
4: okay I don't know I'm just thinking about like oh if New York was gotten rid of in 1975 no wave as a genre wouldn't exist and like my life would probably be a lot different if that wasn't in the zeitgeist
6: yeah but would it be worse
4: would it be worse I mean that's hard to say. It would be different. Yeah,
6: it is hard to say. Yeah. I think that on I think that all of these things really strongly average out, you
4: know? I could see that. But like I feel I, I feel like although I do think the random loss
6: of a city doesn't average out.
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I feel like people are more than the sum of their parts. Yes. That, that, that's that's. I think that's my point. Is that like one person is still one person, even if it dramatically shapes the landscape of my life. However, like fifty thousand people is not just fifty thousand people. Those are entire families. Those are entire communities.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: all of those people are generating value in ways that one person just can't. Yeah. So I think I would save the city.
0: All right. What about uh, oh, no. mom and dad, or mom and mom, dad and
3: dad? Who
4: knows? Yeah. Um, I think I think I would. You you're, you're gonna hate this, but I think I would flip the coin too. Oh. And at least I have no. an answer. Here's who. And here's why I would do that. Again, it's about. I mean, I think it kind of connects actually, where it's like. Oh, I would have. I would not be deciding based on the merits. If I were to decide that, if I thought about it long enough, I might have an answer. But that's related to my relation to my mom and my relation to my dad, and that would be deciding based on how it would impact me, because yeah, it would be selfish, and that, and that would be a selfish thing to do. I think that I think the and way what?
6: they have the way they have an impact the most on um, society in general is uh, I think that like if you try to go from from a utilitarian standpoint you should probably kill them based on their voting preferences.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or, like, or like their age.
6: Or their age, yeah, okay.
3: Or their mental like emotional I'm, 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 health you know?
0: Like Actually a, yeah based...
6: there, there are a lot of good answers to this question from a utilitarian standpoint.
3: Yeah,
4: I mean, based on that standpoint, like my dad is like 16 years older than my mom. Yeah, and
6: tend to live longer. So, how have their lifestyles been?
0: Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: My my mom has been have my mom has had issues with like eating. My dad has had an alcohol problem, but he's like fully recovered from that at this point.
6: So, okay, right. now things are even more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on the one hand, it's, okay, I, I want to point this out, right? Fucking, I, I know that, especially to freedom, this probably sounds fucking like inhuman calculations of considerations, right? And I kind of, I kind of get where that comes from, right? But like, on the other hand, I was also thinking about this the other day and I realized that a moral philosophy which states one thing is bad and another thing is good just based on, like, small, Small considerations about those things doesn't take all of the situation into account. And that by not taking the situation into account thoroughly, um, you're not really thoroughly acknowledging the reality that it's in. And like, I think that, I think that a moral philosophy which requires you to acknowledge the reality that the consideration is there as thoroughly as possible makes more sense. Yeah. Even if it does feel like shit.
0: That's fair. I mean, I think more information isn't is a good thing no matter what kind of system you use to desert, to make your decisions. Like it's not only utilitarianism that requires you to have all the information for making a moral choice. I don't think. Okay. Mm. All right, gal. Uh
3: uh-huh. Oh, down
5: stream? Or, oh, Literally, we're out. going really up, we're going up. Okay. I'd probably have to save the city, but then I'd probably kill myself afterwards. I don't <laughs> think I could live after that. That's
0: after saving the city? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to live? Oh, wow. Because
5: okay. it's just, yeah, like the thought of killing my partner or like, I don't know, her being dead, that would. Suck.
3: <laughs>
5: yeah. I don't yeah, think we're... I would life after that.
3: Oh, we're doing um, this from the
6: perspective of the partner. I'd think a little more about the city.
0: Yeah. Well, th- that's the whole fucking. I said. I, mm-hmm. I what I said that like, it has to be like a kid or like the most loved one you have.
6: Oh. Okay. I, I mean, no. Uh, my answer would still be, my answer would still be the, the fucking save the city. But like, okay. then I might be in the same boat as golf.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then, as for uh, your parents parents, or choosing between two loved ones,
5: yeah, uh, well, it was my parents. I'm uh, in mean, the coin flip sense, like a good idea. But then I also like what you were saying, where you know, like to take responsibility for the choice. Um, yeah, but as a it was a Raymond. who was saying like your agency's already taken away. Uh, yeah. So I probably would flip the coin, mm. um, but if I wasn't alive and I had to actually make a choice, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'd do.
6: Yeah. How about um, this? Uh, they look into your brain, and if you have any intent of trying to randomize it, then all three of you die.
0: <laughs> oh my oh, god. Man.
4: Holy fuck. That's that's Oh my god.
0: You know, and letting them both die is an option.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I
5: used to think like with the Charlie problem sort of thing that you know, participating in it is making a choice, but if you don't participate, you're not making a choice and you're blameless. Um but, but I you mean, can't win this kind, of, kind of situation without actively making the choice not to
6: participate, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is killing yourself an option.
0: Then they both die. Mm.
4: <laughs>
5: Cause I think it's like, if you were both like tied to if you were like tied to a chair, uh, and like someone is making you do that. At that point, until you make a choice, it's their, to, it's their choice. Um, so no, I know But in
0: the end, it doesn't I, matter.
5: I, I I, like, I guess I need to think about it more, but I feel like that's how you would become blameless.
6: Okay. If, uh, let's say that the situation arises naturally. I do, I do like, I do like. The framing of it as the resources the to, save. to save,
0: yeah, yeah. I think that's a better. That's a. Mm. It's a more uh, a comfortable way to phrase yeah. it. Maybe. How about this?
6: You have the materials to save one, and there's somebody who's just a dick in the background, forcing you not to randomize it. <laughs>
5: yeah. Um. Hmm.
0: I mean, you don't have to tell us your choice. You can also say, I don't know, like, you'd probably be random, like, in the moment, or like, you would just have to go, you don't. I don't need you to think about which of your parents you would save. I don't need you to actually have a (laughs) coherent answer to that question. Um, The point is more if you
6: think... talk, Talk about, like, what you go through to try to figure out the answer. Yeah,
0: exactly.
3: Hmm. Um...
5: I'm not really sure. I don't know what things I have to consider or prioritize considering. Um,
0: Okay. How, how much thought, a time would it take for you to decide between saving one of your parents and a random stranger? Pardon? Like if you had like, let's say like your dad and a random stranger, Mm -hmm. you could choose to only save Mm -hmm. one of them. How long would it take you to make the decision of which one to save?
5: uh it wouldn't be instant
0: <laughs> but you'd save you would you definitely save your dad over the other
5: person uh i don't know i, don't, I wouldn't say definitely i don't know
0: what if they were um, young what if they were old what if they were female what if they were male what if uh i don't know what if they were yeah, autistic? I, mean,
3: I, I feel like I, <laughs>
5: if uh, like I, I would feel like that. I know I, I'd be conscious of the fact that my subjective perspective would influence things in a maybe in a way that they maybe ought not. Um And I, you know, try to be considering that. It's like the fact that the one person is like related to me. That's not really a good decision. That's like that's not actually a good reason. Well, if you want to be reasonable, Like well. if you want to act on instinct and act like hmm. a lizard brain, then you could just save your parent. Hmm. But I don't think I want to act that way. Because hmm. isn't not isn't that just what it is? Like if you're gonna go off who you know, isn't that?
0: I mean, just I more see, instinctual. And, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, honestly, like, I would definitely, like, uh, I mean, I think (laughs) I could see myself. I mean, I don't have anybody in my life at the moment who I would blow up a city for. But at one point, Mm -hmm. I had someone I would blow up a city for. I would have, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I I can totally envision that being the case. Or if if I have children when I have kids, oh, I blow up 10 cities for those kids. Are you shitting me? Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm. no, I don't care. As long as my kids can have a good life, I don't give a shit. And, I mean, that's why I kind of brought the Last of Us thing earlier. Because, they won't have a like,
6: good life when all the cities are blown up.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, uh, but they'd have a better life than if they were dead.
5: Well, isn't that like selectively considering your kids over? Yes. Potentially thousands of other kids. Yes. So, was, Here, why is that reasonable?
0: It doesn't have to be. It's what I would do. I I, I, right. I I don't care. I care about the people I care about more than other people. Like, I don't mm. weight people equally.
6: Here's a question. Here's a question All that right. I think is interesting. Is there anybody that you know, is there anybody who is in close proximity to you, you don't have to name them because they might be sitting somewhere nearby, um, that you would blow... or Sorry, they... If you took a random person off the street and you didn't, like, all, all somebody says to you is kill them or I kill someone off the street, is there anybody who you would kill the person you're close to for? Or is there anybody who you'd save the r- random person off the street for, is what I'm trying to say?
0: Oh, interesting.
6: Yeah, because I think all of our answers are, if it's completely arbitrary, then we're generally going to save the person close to us. But the question is, is there anybody you
0: know,
3: for whom...
0: Honestly, okay, to so my mom, I think, kind of wants to die, so I'd probably kill her.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Just because <laughs> she, she, she's not, like, suicidal, but I think she's, like, she's ready, right? I mean, that's not and, good. That's not good. I'm not happy about that. But, like, Yeah. I would... I would... That maybe her. Yeah. Or oh, so, how old is she? She's 63? I see. Yeah. I mean, but she, she's just... I mean, because, uh... Yeah, I mean, and again, it would be more of, like... I think... I think I know that's what she would want. Because I think she's just... She's just okay with having her life end. Um... That sounds so terrible, but I, I, don't, it's, I don't think it's like a real. I mean, it's it's sad. It isn't good. Like I, I wish that she would want to live longer, as long live, want to live as long as possible. But I just that's not the reality. Um, and I think she would want me to choose. She she would she. she oh my god! I mean, she lit. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. She literally joked to me. She was like, "Even oh, I <laughs> said my fucking name again." You got yeah, you gotta stop talking yourself. I know. Uh, but she, she said, uh, you know, freedom, you know. Uh, uh, you know, did you know that we if in the in Amsterdam, you know, they, they let you kill yourself or whatever it is. And she was like, You may well go, I'll 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 I did it again. Well I'll I'll get I'll get a one way ticket, you get a two way ticket. So like, oh wait, you get a two way ticket, I'll get a one way ticket. It'll be fun. I was like, oh my god, that's kind of fucked up. That
5: was a dark <laughs>
0: joke. <laughs> yeah, it was a dark joke. But like, that's the thing. I mean, and and I, that's, but yeah, again, she's not like in a dangerous situation or anything with herself. But I know if that's how she feels from the bottom of her heart, and so mm. yeah, that's why I would do that. But I don't think mm. there's anybody else like I would. I'm close to who I would choose over a random person unless it was for a reason like that like I felt like they would want me to choose that or maybe that yeah. they literally you feel girl. like their lives are miserable um, I'm trying to think yeah
4: Wait. if you're talking about like versus someone you kn- uh, is it someone you're close to or someone you know
6: Someone you know relatively well one way or the other. I mean,
0: anybody, I would always choose the person I know over the stranger. Except for in the case where I thought, like, they would want me to not choose them or some shit like that. But always, there's always preference to the people I know over the people I don't.
3: Do, Do
4: you guys not just have, like, people who annoy the shit out of you? Is that just, like, not a thing?
0: I mean, I don't really know anybody in my life right now that annoys me like that.
4: You're lucky
0: as fuck. I mean, I'm also not in school right
3: now,
4: so. Yeah. I mean, I just graduated, and a former friend of mine that I still kind of sort of keep in contact with it is, like, I I discovered that she was, like, a manipulative as shit person, and Mm -hmm. would, like, she'll be, like, she would, like, tell, she, like, told one of my friends, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna kill myself, and it's gonna be your fault.
0: Well, you know, here's sort of the thing. thing. Here's the thing also about me. Mm-hmm. I I in general don't hold ill will towards people. I mean, there might be people that annoy me, that I don't like, but like ultimately I think um you know, just everybody I, 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 I mean, I can't imagine somebody who I'd mm-hmm. want to choose over a stranger out of malice. Like, or, or even out of yeah. thinking, like, even thinking, like, even out of thinking, like, oh, this person is a net negative on the world, so it's better to save the random person. Like, there's nobody I would think of that way. Like, even, like, my old junkie friends, like, I, oh, even old fucking fat ass, like, I would choose him over a random person, you know, like, even, even if they're fucked up, like, I have love for everybody, and the people I know, I have more love for them because I know them more and understand them more. I understand that any negative part of them is probably from some sort of suffering or problem that they have. It's not from any, you know, evil or anything. I
4: mean, yeah, other. definitely. Um, I don't know. It's, it's like it's, this is arbitrary to begin with.
3: Yeah.
4: So, like, I am personally... So I'm like, "Oh, you're putting me in a really dumb position if I need to pick someone to die." So I may as well just be like like, "Oh yeah, I may as well if if there's an answer that comes to mind, I may as well just go with it, right?"
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know.
4: You know, like obviously I don't want this I don't I don't want this person to die because like I genuinely liked them at one point, Mm -hmm. but, like, if someone is, like, hey, do this, I'm just, like, oh, well. I
0: would feel, I actually, I actually, maybe I should put this, I would feel actively wrong choosing the stranger over someone I knew, even if I didn't like the person. Like, I feel like, because I know them, I I almost have a bit of an obligation to choose them. I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking about how I feel about that. Like, I listening to what you're saying, and I'm thinking it's almost horrible that, like, sorry, that you could like, you could think of this person who you have a negative association with, and because of that, you're thinking, well, no, I'll, I'll let them die and choose a random person. Like, I almost think that feels really wrong to me. Like, really wrong.
4: <laughs> I suppose that it, it, it could be, I suppose it could be, like, the trolley problem type thing. Or, like, you are the one that's pulling the lever at that point. But instead of it being, like, one in five, it's still one in one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Guys, did I say that I would nuke the city for my kids?
4: Yeah.
0: I would nuke ten cities. I would nuke them all.
5: You've been thinking about it, in the calculations?
0: Yes. The calculation is... Always the people I care about. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. I don't actually know. I say that, but like, I I, I do wonder if I was in the situation how I would feel because uh, maybe I would feel differently. But I would be very comfortable intellectually with choosing my loved ones over the city. I, I'm sad that nobody else it, else felt the same way.
5: Is it the case that by choosing? Your own loved ones. You're choosing yourself over the city because you're doing it because of how you feel. Yes. Rather than any. Yeah. So if it's reframed as, would you kill yourself or kill the city? Would you? Would
3: I you
0: I I don't know. Um, mm. It would depend. Yeah, <laughs> it might depend on how I felt that day. <laughs> um, I'm i not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I mean, part of me thinks I am morally, not morally obligated, but maybe it is my own personal morally, morally obligated to stay alive as long as possible, no matter what. Um, because living is good and I want to live as long as possible. So, and I cannot experience anything outside of my own existence. So, you know, it doesn't, it's irrelevant after I'm dead. Right. So... I can see myself choosing to save myself, but but I, I also I also think when it came down to it in that moment I would feel overwhelmingly like it was wrong to choose mm. myself over the city. That's mm. I, and I would it would be it wouldn't be like I wouldn't feel like I. You know, like a, it would just, it would just, the, the thing that would motivate me wouldn't be like knowing that it's wrong. It would be feeling like I really can't, couldn't live with myself. I, I, I just feel like something in me is just so against choosing myself over a fucking city. That's, that's what it would be. It wouldn't be some rational, like, oh, it, obviously the city over me. It would be like, I, I can't help but feel that's the right choice. Um, but, um, it's also possible it might be just a no brainer because maybe that day I just was like, eh, you know, whatever. But, 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 but I, I do think no matter like, uh, like if I, if I wanted to continue living that at that point, I would, um, definitely Still think I think choose the city because I would just be overwhelmed by the feeling that that was just the right thing to do for no particular Mm. rational reason. I would just be overwhelmed by that feeling, even if I really wanted to live. So,
3: yeah. Hmm.
6: Interesting. All right. Um, Fucking. Has everyone given answers to the various questions? Yes yes uh one thing I'm interested in if we don't uh, want to go right away is okay
0: <laughs> all right but then this is the last thing
6: okay um I'm, I'm not i'm not actually gonna ask for a specific question I was just thinking all of the questions we've discussed so far for like specific questions like that have all been like moral questions are there any are there any questions that are more about opinions on non-moral philosophy well we've talked ask?
0: about free will but we already oh, did let's... that but I'm not saying we should talk because we already did that um but I don't know what another. Idealism? No, we already did that one, too. Everybody's a fucking materialist. um, A realist, or whatever it is.
6: Because idealism is fucking bonkers.
0: Although, honestly, I guess I am functionally a realist or materialist, or whatever the fuck you call it. But, I think there is no way to know. Like, uh, I think idealism is the most intellectually honest, maybe, um, but i don't I'm functionally like you might as well say I'm a realist or materialist or whatever. I don't know I see what you're saying.
6: It's like once you get out of the out of the realm of idealism, things start becoming technically unprovable, you know,
0: yeah. Oh, Samia, you missed last time we went through our political philosophies. That was a lot of fun.
6: Oh boy, um, do I get the mini rant?
0: Oh, I don't know if I have it in me. You can listen to the <laughs> I uploaded the the thing. Oh, um, uh, okay. But I mean, sure. Like, I guess I am anarchist. Possibly okay. individualist anarchist. But also, I just like, I hate all big organizations. I hate them at all. I think capitalism is good. Money is good. Business is good. But small business Whoa only. There. But small business only. Mom and pop shops only, please. Let's take it back okay. to, you know, like, like everything should be like, like town. Like, nothing bigger than a, mm-hmm. than a city state. Right. Okay,
6: wh- what is, what is your plan for preventing that from reoccurring? what is your plan to like if you there is
0: no plan people have to people have to de, people have to defend themselves from tyranny and it's totally it may be a totally unstable system but i think it's something i want to strive for and part of striving for that is building a culture where it will be self sustaining because the people in that culture would stand up for themselves and prevent the rise of large organizations and it may be temporary because at some point i'm sure there would be someone Who'd rise up and you know like uh, become another fucking feudal lord and start having their empire taken over the neighboring city states? That'd probably happen, but you know what? that's okay. I- I- it doesn't yeah, change. It okay. doesn't. It, ch- it doesn't change the fact that what I want is the small city state as the largest size. You know that's well, fair, but
6: I do think that if you're going to actually try to think about how to create a political system, stability in general
5: needs to be the number one concern. Uh, the number one concern is how many adjectives it takes to explain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should definitely optimize to maximize that.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll think about that. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the stability will have to come from the people, individuals, being willing to defend the system. Like, be, like people have a feeling personally responsible. Or defending what they have that's what it will rely on it won't rely on you know some formal institution that protects them it'll have to yep. be
6: the problem is in order to. there make are lots sure of problems
0: the people... there are lots <laughs> of problems i know there are lots of problems okay 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 <laughs> i have to think about it more but that's just my answer right now
6: all right Bear. fucking all right i'm gonna give mine because i don't think you guys have heard it before but maybe i said it before and also, I like the sound of my own voice.
3: Yes, you do. Um, we know. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: Alright. So, fucking, basically, the plan is, um, uh, I, I wish Raymond was still here, because uh, I think Raymond would like this. Um, basically, fucking, you have, I, I'm still not sure exactly how to organize, like, limits on this, but, <laughs> oh, no. fucking, uh, I know, I know. The plan would be to have some sort of arbitrary but small limit on the smallest social unit, on the size of the smallest social unit, um, which is, like, some number which I think would ideally be less than 100, right? Um, So that would be, like, the maximum number of people that you could have in one group of people. And the whole point of having those groups of people is that they operate by a few guiding principles, which each community mutually enforces. So, I mean, okay, here's the first thing. You cannot have a functioning, stable political system without violence. If you don't create space for violence in a political system, then it will occur on its own in ways that are undesirable. Um, Actually, it will occur on its own in ways that are undesirable no matter what. The goal is to minimize that. And unfortunately, the only way to do that is through violence. And I want to be clear that my definition of violence here is kind of broad. Um, violence is limiting people's autonomy, more or less. It is cutting off options from them. Um, and if you think about it, this is a, this is like vaguely how we use violence in like an informal way, right? Um, although I think it's very easy to think of violence specifically as, you know, punching people or shooting them. But um, <laughs> so nonetheless, I do think that. Um, having systems in place, system is kind of a rough word, but like having systems in place to limit people's autonomy is very important because in a lot of cases people will use that autonomy in shitty ways. Um, How do you such, keep
0: checks to- on the system?
6: I'm, ta- I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Uh. Um, the fucking, the first thing is fucking, there is <laughs> a, these fundamental groups of less than 100 people, they all have they all have most, they're mostly self-determined. Um, everyone, it, the, one of the requirements is that they're fully democratic, um, directly democratic in some way. Um, another requirement is that they all respect some basic don't be a dick rules that is agreed upon in the community of communities. Um, and, the basic deal is that when, like, obviously, the main problem this idea has is this is great. People get to self-determine how they are. Um, they there would have to be necessarily freedom of movement between communities. That would be have to that would have to be one of the rules that they always agreed to. Um, but then, how do you keep individual communities from acting out? Just I don't know, going around killing other communities or having a bunch of kid having a bunch of kids just to you know do sex things to them. <laughs> And the way to do that is to make sure that one of the requir- one of the requirements for being in this community of communities is that you agree that when a community breaks the rules that you've all set out, you force them to stop. And this is the systemic way that violence is enacted in order to maintain the system and prevent other <laughs> violence.
5: I thought you were going to say it was like gladiatorial matches.
6: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the basic plan. Um, that's like, the idea would be, you could go wherever the fuck you want, and as long as it obeyed some super-ass basic rules about respecting other people, then you could live however you wanted to. Um, I think this is a really good way to set things up. People, people can come together for big projects, they can fucking go live in their whatever. Um, the only rules are, don't make it too big, people have to be able to move freely, and don't be a huge asshole.
3: Wow. I have hmm. a good feeling, like that
0: I just don't trust having some kind of, any kind of structure or system or, I just don't trust it. I think inherently it's going to be a problem in the future. I don't know.
6: Fucking, if it is true that that's inherently going to be a problem in the future, then I believe that it's fundamentally impossible to make a society that works. I mean, I I
0: kind of believe it's fundamentally impossible to make a society that works, honestly. So I'm just going to try and be able to build the ones, like, locally that I think are good and, like, you know, it doesn't matter if it doesn't last forever. It just matters that it lasts long enough for me to be there. Obviously, I'm not going to (laughs) be able to build my anarchist society permanently, but, like, you know, if I were to be able to just, you know, and honestly, like, I think, well, it doesn't
6: matter. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am. I am totally open to criticisms of this idea because, like, I still think about it a fair bit, and I think there's a lot of holes.
0: I think. I think you. I, my brain is not able to provide more in-depth criticism. I'm sorry.
5: No. Um. How is what? What it means to be an asshole decided? Fucking. That, that,
6: is a, that is a concern, and I do think that, um, I do think that it should be, it should be, what are the words here? I think that's a very complicated question to answer, and I think that that's the most important, I, I didn't really bring this up when I was talking about it initially, because I think it's kind of tacked on there as um, a like a solution specifically to that problem you just brought up, but I have thought about it before. I think that it's important that at the formation of this like meta society, there's some sort of constitution, something like a constitution which is formed, which lays mm-hmm. out the less the less general rules, the rules that all communities have to follow, which don't exist just for the protection of the system itself. Does that make sense?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. okay guys i'm sorry i actually have to go um all right uh, but i know so that means the recording will end here but you are obviously free to continue discussing as long as you like i, I have to go um
6: all right we'll make sure to be awful for everyone
0: yes all right. all right
3: all right bye all right bye. Bye.